Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the Party Pub Studios here as we are live here in, uh, in I guess, on Hannum Street now. But uh, excited to be in here and ready to go uh, talking a little bit of sports uh, as we go along. But uh, joined by Mr. Chris Hips to my left, AJ Iruli to my right. Uh, how you doing, guys? I'm doing good. Doing great. So, guys, it's been a wild and crazy week. I think we got some headphone issues uh, with AJ. Shocker. Uh, but, uh, you know, guys, uh, how are uh, – I guess you had a high school weekend, you had a college weekend, and then the pros opened up. It's it's almost too much to handle each and every week. I, I thought uh, it kicked off with a bang, of course, Thursday night. I uh, had some matchups both – Pro, co- pro college and high school, but then Friday night really ramped things up with Maryville Alcoa, Heritage William Blunt, and then the weekend just exploded from there. But uh, but Chris, uh, kind of what what uh, you were uh, you were vacating it uh, a little bit on uh, on Friday night against Alcoa. What did you uh, what did you hear? What did you what have you talked about since then? And uh, what did you think about Maryville Alcoa? Well, for me, I heard a lot from the uh, coaching staff in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were excited. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, it was a great coverage. I think you and Jude did an amazing job with that. Um, you know, I felt like I could visualize the game, and it was a great game. It was everything everybody thought it would be with Maribel Alcoa. You know, that that's just two powerhouses just battling to the end. Uh, I think, luckily for Maribel, you know, they got the big play at the end by Richardson, and that helped out a lot. Uh, for Alcoa, you know, they came in there with the chance to win the game on that final drive. Unfortunately, with well, a minute 13, they did throw the interception. Uh, you got to look at it from a defensive standpoint. Both defenses played amazing. You know, they're both young, but both of them had skilled players all over. It was incredible to see. And like I said, for us, luckily, uh, Maribel came out on top. I'll tell you, I, I, I've said it. I said it the night of, and then I tried to validate it later. I'm like, Am I re- so I said Friday night. I said that's the best high school football game I'd ever been to, and, and, and you know I, I feel like I've been to several now. So that's a you know I've been to a state championship game. I, I've been to to Oakland. I've been to to a lot of different places that that have seen high level football. And and I will say I've seen three now uh, Maryville Alcoa games on the on the broadcasting side of it. That's the best high school football game I've ever been to. Uh, just when you look at it from uh, what you expected coming in, what happened in the first half, what happened in the second half, and then just the the emotion overflow after the game. So, so one, give kudos to Alcoa in, in the fact that their environment was pretty electric Friday night. Uh, you, you talk about post-COVID people, well, I mean, whatever we're calling this now, because I guess COVID's still hanging out. Pre-post. But it's uh, a... Yeah. It's post-COVID V1. Version 1 is behind us, but we're, we're working through the rest. But, you, you know, bringing A.J. in, 
I'm there at Alcoa. I'm excited about it, but people can fill in the stands. The student section's there, yep. and then people keep coming and keep coming, <laughs> and the hillside covers up, and then people start lining the fences around Alcoa, and then I'm just like, I don't know where people are going to go from here. Where did they park was my first question because when I got there. Wherever they could, man. Well, when I got there, it was limited parking, and it wasn't even full yet. Like, I parked on the side <laughs> of the road, and I'm like, did they park at the pond, in the pond? Like, what happened? They went so, on an Arconic, yeah. some park. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. they running a shuttle from the middle school? I don't know. I mean, I mean, a game as big as that uh, as Maryville Alcoa, you're, I mean, you know, they're going to bust in from wherever they can to get to, get to it, and especially since, you know, the, the way it's been over the last year, you know, you, people haven't been able to attend as much. They, you know, they're, they're hungry for that. And, you know, you know, and you have two big rivals and two amazing programs getting to, he- get into, uh, to um, go head to head. And, you know, it, it's, it's a must see event, you know, and if you can be there, you're finding any way to be there and be part of that. So, so it's funny, like lead up to everybody's like, is it going to be on TV? And I'm like, well, it's it's on NFHS Network. I was like, but it's also on WGAP. <laughs> and so kind of shameless plug yep. there. But, uh, you know, is this a – just honestly, speaking from a fan, from a, a community member, however mm-hmm. we want to, I guess, define ourselves today. But uh, wherever we uh, – what what do you call it? Affiliate what, – what's the new thing? What is it? What's it? Never mind. It's probably – anyway, we'll talk about <laughs> it at the break. But uh, anyway yeah. – um, is this, should this be a game that's on TV every year for, for just accessibility? Or, in my opinion, I would not put it on TV just to drive the gate money for that respective school to, to kind of get that exposure. Well, I mean, that, that's one way to look at it. But, the, but the, a game this important to, to the community, you know, I like putting it on TV because it, it gives people the ability who wouldn't be able to see it and be a part of it to be able to see it and, 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 and at least witness it. And because it's, it's, I mean, you have two great football teams and you know, what? I'm sorry, you want to see greatness, oh, you know? Yeah. And you know, you, you make a great point about dri- driving uh, people to the gate, you know, bringing monies into the school. But here's the thing. It's going to be there anyway. Probably. So, I mean, because they're, they're, both of those schools are really good in a lot of oh, things. Yeah. Now football is, I mean, I think football and, and I guess pardon the, the crudity, that's the cash cow, oh, yeah. if you will. But, I mean, both teams have really good basketball. They have really good track. They have really good music departments. I mean, everything that's affiliated with those two brands are, are pretty top-notch. Well, and really, it's, it's that way across the board, not just at the high school level, but even at the college level. You know, you know, a lot, a lot, like, you know the attendance and the money they make off the football, that funds a lot of stuff, you know, oh, not yeah, just absolutely. football. So, um, but, yeah, you know, make a great point, but – you know, I th- I still think for me, you know, I, th- I think I think they're going to have the attendance. You're still going to have the people lining outside. You're still going to have, you know. Well, I mean, it's like that. it's like Neyland Stadium. Mm-hmm. It, Tennessee games, every SEC game's on TV somewhere, yep. somewhere. But yep. you still fill stadiums. I yep. mean, so it's it's what your what your deal is, right? Because people want to experience it, and that's the thing. You know, and that, and, you know, part of being there is the experience, and that's that's what people are wanting to do and be part of and, and pay for. Well, I, w- for I will say, Alcoa had a pretty sweet hamburger. I'll give them that. <laughs> for me, I mean, it was incredible. Um, I actually went and picked up my. WGAP shirts yesterday. Did you really? And while I'm over excited. there, at least three people were asking, "Hey, do you help do the radio?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do help do the color broadcast." And they were talking about how incredible it was getting to listen to the game on Friday. At least three people at the store really said they listened into the radio broadcast. And the fact you and Jude did such a great job of like 
uh, depicting the photos of the thing or the play-by-play and and people said they felt like they were right there and you could hear the atmosphere I mean like I said I could hear the coaching staff (laughs) I could I could hear the crowd I mean it was just you felt like you were there it was great Uh, play-by-play broadcasting by you and Jude and you know it feels good to hear the community because I know you said you had a lot of streamers uh, you had a lot of coverage and you know I think we said NFHS was having a little bit of issues but it was great to just hear feedback and so many fans enjoying getting to hear it, be at the game when they can't be at the game. Uh, one of them was a grandfather. I think his son played for Alcoa, and he was talking about he didn't – for some reason he listened to us and not the Alcoa guys, but he said y'all did a great job of depicting uh, the Alcoa side too and speaking highly of the Alcoa players. And he said he could see the uh, camaraderie but also the uh, differences in the teams because of y'all's viewpoints. Yeah, I think it, you know, and that's that's the line you got to creep, you know. In a lot of ways, you know, especially doing the Maryville games, in a lot of ways, every week is is a different dynamic. You know, you, we're going to go to Bearden this week. It's going to be a different rivalry. It's a, it's a region game, uh, but it's not going to be Maryville Alcoa. I, I don't want to take that away from Bearden, but you, you know, the the storylines are different. And, and but at the same rate, what, what was interesting, and, and I think I mentioned this a few times during the game is, you know, Chastity's son, you know, Jordan Harris. I mean, he was all over the place. And the fact that I not only just saw him as a football player, I knew his mom. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just – that's the part of the community that's really cool. And and if you listen to the Coach Derek Hunt show leading into the game, uh, he talked about that. He said Blunt County's spoiled to have the football that they have. I mean, I remember Jordan when he was just eight years old when I first met Chastity. And then now looking at him as a – rising junior and seeing all these college offers that's about to start coming his way i think he she just she said he just got an offer from moorhead state a couple weeks ago uh some other division one schools i think kentucky was at the top of the list uh I uh, want to say Virginia, Virginia Tech, some other well, ACC I, schools are already getting contact with him. And I'll say this, you know, through the that football game Friday night. Now, I follow a lot of players from Blunt County and, and surrounding, you know, a lot of people that have followed us, I follow back. So uh, a lot of these kids over the weekend either visited D1 programs or coming out of the weekend got comments or got little visuals given to them by D1 programs. To me, Friday night was a validation game for a lot of kids. You talk about Cal Grubbs, Trevor Abdella, uh, guys on that offensive line for for Maryville, but also uh, Bubba Jeffries. Uh, I think uh, Lance, oh, I can't Williams. remember Lance Williams. Yeah. He's got a lot of SEC offers yeah, on the on the he's line. He's a big kid, and, and so I think a lot of the the you know competition breeds success. I think you know in Maryville's case and Alcoa. The games they played leading up to that, yeah, they've seen some good people. Walter Nolan was across against Powell. But when you talk about a program that can define you or change the course of your season, uh, Friday night did that for both those teams. Maryville comes out on top by three points. And really, uh, that game was in question down, I mean, to the about a minute and 30 yep, seconds yeah. to go when uh, Buckles threw the pick. I say Alco had a shot, you know. And, uh, and credit Alcoa. Yep. You, you know, in, in the two previous years – uh, the points they were going to score mm-hmm. when that that clock hit halftime, it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first year, I think Maryville wins, and I could be wrong, seventeen to three, and it was three to three at halftime. Yeah. Uh, last year they go into the halftime at nine to nothing lead. Mm-hmm. They lose fourteen to nine, and then this year 
you know, it's a, you know, it's a little different dynamic. It's a, it's a little bit of an advantage for Maryville, but Maryville was up and I'm like, okay, even, even if they, they mount a comeback, even if they, they make some good adjustments, that gap may not close. I'm looking up, it's the fourth quarter and it's 20 all. I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Cause it's home field for Alcoa. They were playing inspired. And quite frankly, when you go 99 yards on two consecutive drives, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> and and I have utmost confidence in the Maryville coaching staff. But it was a great game, great show of uh, of, of pride and and really grit by Caden Buckles. I thought he went wire to wire and was a really good uh, manager of the offense. I thought he did a really good job playing with heart, keeping plays alive, but also give give some credit to some of those young receivers for for Alcoa. That uh, Elijah Bryant kid. Yeah, that I catch mean, over the Maryville. Oh, defender. he's a stud. He, mm-hmm. He's going to be great. He's got dreads, which I feel like that's a precursor to greatness. <laughs> if you have dreads, you should be great. And he's he's living in that lineage. That I don't disagree. Make, it doesn't make – tell me one guy with dreads that was bad. I, I can't. You, Chris, you know anybody with dreads that's bad? I'll, I'll Google it while we're at break. You won't find if, it. If you got to Google you, it, that's, that, that's not a good And you can't sign. say Trent Richardson because he had greatness at one point. Eddie Lacy? He was good. He was good at, at, at Alabama too. No, I'm like about, I didn't we're, say. We're, I, mean, we're, we're, I didn't just, say Hall of Famer. I said great. You're just, hey, you're just Cordero, naming people that they're putting in the league. Well, so. what I'm saying is Cordell Patterson mm-hmm. may not have the highest ACT score. He may not uh, be a guy that I'm really interested in riding passenger with. But if it comes to one on one, I give him the football and yep. say go that way. I got a feeling he's pretty elusive doing it. So what I'm getting at is that was not a, a dig on dreads. I'm just saying I ain't ever seen anybody with dreads that's bad, and that's just my opinion. But, guys, uh, big-time matchup, and Alcoa and Maryville did not disappoint. Maryville wins 30-27, to and really uh, Alcoa outgains the Red Rebels by over 100 yards, and uh, that doesn't happen very often in the regular season, to say the least. But uh, on the other side of the county, there was another big-time rivalry, uh, William Blunt Heritage for the battle for the bell. And, uh, you know, last week, and I'll go ahead and take Chris's thunder from him, <laughs> Chris was the lone uh, the lone wolf on the, the governor's side of the, of the coin. I think Jeffy Mack and I were drinking the, the Mountaineer Kool-Aid. I think the, uh, the view from uh, – uh, from uh, Renfro, uh, their their version of Renfro, Jack Renfro, uh, was uh, it overtook my opinions, and I took the Mounties, and they did not, they didn't get off the bus. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I mean, and, I, and I'll, you know, I wasn't here to make the picks last week, but I will tell you, I, I would have taken Heritage on that. So I was going to say, if you say William, no, Blunt, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I mean. I'll, I'll bite that bullet. Yep. Well, I here's wouldn't. the thing. I had seen other things, and, and I guess I got I got clogged up with the fact that Clinton has been bad for so long, and they smoked William Blunt. I was just like, "There's no way this is Heritage's chance," and I didn't think I honestly didn't think William Blunt would win a game this year. I just when I watched the Jamboree a couple of weeks back, yep. you know, William Blunt to me showed more heart and determination than Heritage did, and then watching that Maryville game, you know. Minus Fox, uh, I think some plays by the quarterback. I think it was his name right now for Heritage. You know, I Deck D E C K Deck. You know, I wasn't I wasn't all that impressed by the way they their their defense was. You know, they were very stagnant. They gave up a lot of big runs. And there's one thing I noticed about William Blunt and that they were really efficient at running the ball. Like, granted, they were going up against uh, I think Greenback at the time. You know, smaller one A school. However, 
they were efficient running the ball, and that's why, you know, I predicted. I said, I think they'll be able to run the ball against Heritage pretty easily. And as proved out, you know, they racked up the rushing yards. You and your you and your logic. Uh, I just pick because I, you know, I like the view from the stadium. I feel like that's a very that's I mean, a very. I mean, team colors, right? I like yeah, that chill right. blue color jersey. It is. Hey, it is. They, a they little have the, they have the, they have the cutest mascot. It's fine. <laughs> they do have a, they have a checkerboard entrance to their their stadium. I feel like you can't be real. Bad. Is, is that worth like at least seven every game? It ain't showed that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't been that way for for the last little bit, but guys, uh, looking at uh, the rest of the area, you know that was a big William Blunt. I guess to to kind of close that one up, William Blunt retains the bell. Uh, last year it was in question as to how that game played out. This year, not so much in question. But uh, around the area, there were a ton of COVID uh, victories for a lot of different schools. But games that actually uh, played out and made it work, Granger County. Defeated Chucky Doak 28-6. to I think we both picked the Grizz on that one. All three of us, maybe. Dobbins Bennett defeated David Crockett 35-7. to They're now 4-0. That's going to be a, a, a future Rebel opponent probably down the pipe. Elizabethan gets back in their winning ways. Defeat Daniel Boone 20-13. to uh, This Elizabethan team that, that were on, was on like a two-and-a-half-year win streak uh, when it got snapped a week ago by a drumming at the hands of Greenville. So Elizabeth and getting back in the win column is probably good for that program. Uh, Greenville continued to do Greenville things. They defeat Morristown West 55-7. to uh, Morristown East falls to Campbell County 36-28. to Powell, uh, their lone loss to Maryville on the season, they win in 5A 42-14 over Science Hill. Uh, South Green defeats West Green. Uh, Tennessee High defeats Carnes. Uh, that's a battle of 500 teams that, that probably could have went either way, 33-31. to 31. Uh, Moving right along, South Dole defeats Bearden, 26-7. Uh, South Dole's 4-0. Uh, you know, Clark Duncan, former Tennessee football player, and really uh, he's probably – he's probably in be- – no offense to you guys, but I can speak for me. He's in better shape than any of us. Have you ever seen Clark Duncan? I mean, he is swole. with you. He is swole. Yep. I see him on uh, – he'll go to uh, – we're Facebook friends, and, and he'll go to the Tennessee games, and I'm like, I mean, he's he's in better shape than, like, the strength coach. On I was going to say, he did play at Tennessee, and we didn't play at Tennessee, so. I didn't either. That's why I can speak for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm just saying, like, Josh Heupel played at Oklahoma, and look at him now. I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm just speaking facts. I'm not, I'm not being truth, mean. I'm not being mean to anybody. But uh, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, is but Clark Duncan is one of those. He is very uh, – and, and I think in high school football, it's it's it's, it's more of an anomaly what Alcoa and Maribel is doing than, mm-hmm. than what everybody else. But uh, Clark Duncan is very much a Gary Patterson. He's very much a uh, – he is a develop a senior class and then have a good run. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he had Jacquez Bruce – a few years ago, that was a really good senior class, and he has kind of welted that up together again. And they're now four and zero. I mean, and they've played some decent competition. Bearden is a two and two football team, so this isn't Bearden of the last few years. Uh, so I think that's a huge step for South Doyle, and I just like their uh, their South of the River uh, alternate uniforms. Have you seen a lot of their their uh, their stuff they do? I haven't seen that. They're, they're, they have they've done a lot with uh, the uniform combination cool. uh, that they have. Uh, kind, of, kind of like the kind of the organ of the area. Probably not to that level. Well, I feel that like level, that's that's yeah. tiered up. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's big time. Uh, East Ridge fell to Cleveland, fifty-six to seven. Seymour defeated Cott County, 
uh, 49-7. Farragut defeated Oak Ridge. I think that was a thud in the area a little bit. Farragut 35, Oak Ridge 30. Uh, Oak Ridge is 1-3 on the season. That's Man. They were a uh, – I believe they played in the championship game a year ago. Yeah, they so, lost. Yep, they lost the championship. So the fact that the, of the matter that they're one and three, they graduated a ton. I think that's in every year of high school. If you have a good run, it's going to happen. But Farragut, uh, that that was their first win. They started the season zero and three, probably the best zero and three football team in the state. But uh, they they are no longer winless. One and three after defeating Oak Ridge. Knox West goes to four and zero, a future Maryville opponent as uh, they defeat. Uh, Fulton, thirty-one to fourteen. That's a that's a big win for West. That's probably a a pretty rough loss for Fulton. Now, granted, Fulton's a little bit smaller. What are you seeing? The Greenback game. I was trying to figure out. It shows that they're going to play at a later time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it was a it was kind of COVID protocol late. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. But but I don't know how big of a, a win that is for Knox West because they're a bigger school. Mm-hmm. But Fulton has continued to be almost there again, and and I don't know what that says for Fulton, uh, but for them to be two and two, I don't think they have, but maybe one or two more losses that they can take without this being being a lost season again. Yeah. Uh, the next one we talked about William Blunt Heritage again. William Blunt beats Heritage thirty-eight to nineteen. Knox Halls defeats Jefferson County thirty-four to thirty-three. Uh, Halls came in with one win on the season, left with two wins on the season. Uh, Oliver Springs had to give up a COVID win to Oneida. Uh, Kingston defeated Rockwood 21 to nothing. Kingston is now in the five-star preps top 20 in the area. Oh, wow. That's a big place for them. They're a future Alcoa opponent. Uh, Scott County got a COVID win over Austin East. Mm-hmm. Sevier County defeated Pigeon Forge 14 to nothing. Uh, Union County, this is not a basketball game. They defeated Cumberland Gap fifty to twenty. That's a that's I don't know that they've scored. I don't think they had scored fifty points to this point in the season. Good. Go, don't, don't don't want to blow it all in one game. But yeah, go know. go Patriots. Yes, I guess um, there's a lot of Patriots around here. Like there's a lot of schools that use that as a mascot. <laughs> uh, Cherokee uh, had to had to give up a COVID win to Clinton mm-hmm. one to nothing. Clinton's now three and one. Talk about a turnaround. That was a team that probably won one game in the last three years. Now they've got three in, in four games. Uh, McMinn County defeated Polk County 21-3. to uh, Trying to move on down through here. There's some local that kind of go down in the private area, in the private sector. But Cosby falls to Red Boiling Springs. Not only a boiling spring. A red a red boiling spring. 20 to nothing. Cosby 0-4 on the season. I like the Bradley Central. Bradley Central, yeah. Bradley Central defeated McMinn County forty-four to twenty-eight. Bradley Central is now four and zero. They'll they'll come to Maryville here in a few weeks. Uh, all these undefeated teams going to have to make their way to Maryville, or we're going to come to their place. Fun times. Uh, Anderson County falls to Ray County, uh, a former Alcoa opponent. Ray County's two and one on the season. That lone loss to Alcoa, uh, week one. They have reeled off two straight wins. Uh, Anderson County one and three on the season. Probably one of their worst starts since wow. uh, realignment. I say it's a tough year for Anderson County. That's not a regular year for Anderson mm-hmm. County. They're not usually pretty pretty good. Uh, Pearl Cone beat Creekwood. Uh, it was a Friday night rivals game out in the mid state. Uh, I'm trying to find the game that everybody wants to hear. Oakland. Yeah. I think they were off this week. I'm sure they were. 
Even if they played, they may have been <laughs> off. Uh, what else? Do we have any other ones of, of mention? Some of those private Knoxville schools sometime are down. Uh, Blackman uh, got beat by Summit. Summit looks to be pretty for real. 55-20. to 20. Uh, Trying to find the CAKs, the, the Catholics of the world. CAK uh, beat Boyd Buchanan 40-21. to 21. There you go. Grace Christian Knoxville fell to the King's Academy. That's a fairly local school. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22 to 20. Uh, CPA. Wow. CPA and MBA. Like, I feel like that's a college degree say, and an accountant. Uh, I don't know which one. A lot of one. degrees in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a four year degree to even go to that game. Um, yeah, I think they were off. I don't see an Oakland scores. Well, so. they were supposed to play Beacon Hill. Out of Virginia, but I think a COVID, you know, stopped that one from happening. Is that your phone talking? Yeah, it's the lovely Coach T pop up. We gotta hit. We gotta <laughs> hit you with some vibrate on the yeah. phone. Like turn, turn it's, her down. It's, it's it's like I'm here with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, oh man. I feel <laughs> fun. Now, fun times. <laughs> but guys, but guys, pretty good week last week. I, I'm talking week four of the season. Uh, Maryville Alcoa, William Blunt Heritage. Uh, but week five is on the horizon. A lot of good games, like I said, that uh, you know, post a huge rivalry game. Sometimes that can be a uh, that can be a little bit of a a sleeper game for mm-hmm. some teams. Do you think any of the four Blunt County teams that we talked about have a little bit of that hangover effect? Alcoa Maryville being specific. No, I, I think I think Alcoa Maryville they handle their business just like it's 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 business as usual for those guys. Yeah, and, and talking with Coach Hunt and and Chris, you you could probably agree to this. Uh, yes, Maryville Alco is a big deal, but it's week by week. Their preparation mm-hmm. probably didn't change very much last week. Yeah, I mean, after talking with uh, Coach White the other day, they were already saying that they were looking at Beard and Game Film, and they want to make sure their heads are focused. You know, yeah, it's awesome. You get to be Alcoa. You get to that whole chant, you know, for a whole year, you know, rant mm-hmm. to uh, the Alcoa players. But, yeah, it's focused to the next game. You know, you don't want to overlook uh, Bearden and be in a trap game and lose one that you shouldn't. Well, especially well, especially getting back into region play, both those teams. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, too. You know, they're, they're, they're established powers, all right? So they've been here before. They, you know, like I said, it's business as usual because, you know what, they've been doing it for years. And so, you know, nothing's going to change. If I'm not mistaken, um, Alcoa this week may have their first road game. I really think they may have – now, i, I got to check that. I really think they have only ha- they may have only had one uh, road game this season, which is kind of opposite of what Maryville – you know, we've been on the mm-hmm. road and will be on the road this weekend. Uh, but uh, Alcoa will head to Pigeon Forge. I, just frankly, I don't, think, I don't even think it's close. Uh, so, I'm going to go – Do can we all just agree Alcoa is going to wash out uh, the, basically the rest of their schedule? Yeah, I mean, they're running the table. I, I will say I was very interested in the fact that Alcoa uh, calls their PA announcer self-proclaimed uh, them the capital of 3A football in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> really? Straight up. Really? Like wow. I'm there and it says, welcome to Alcoa High School, the state capital of 3A football in the state of Tennessee. And I went, well, there you have it. What did I say? No questions asked. I mean, I mean, but would you argue it? No. There you go. But. I mean, sometimes vanity is not but, but a cool thing. It's just like, but you got, but you know, it, if you can back it up, you can say whatever you want to. Right. Well, what is it? Uh, I 
I can't remember. There was a song that talked about that, it, about being cocky or whatever. It, it, it ain't hey, cocky it, it, if you it, back it, it up. Hey, it ain't cocky, it's confident. That's all it is. I think Kid Rock sung the song. It, it ain't cocky he may, if you back it up. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let's go through and do some picks for week five, though. Absolutely. I, let's I do think, this. Uh, I think we have at some point need to start writing this down, but, uh, you know, hey, I got one for you, and this will be one that I guarantee you, because I don't see what their record is, that it's going to be hard to pick. But in, in honor, I don't know if honor is a good word, but in uh, in remembrance, uh, we will do a little Alabama uh, pick here. As East Hamilton on Thursday night will pay, we'll play Paul Bryant High School from the state of Alabama. East Hamilton 4-0. and I don't know. I don't know Paul Bryant High School. I honestly, until this very moment, didn't know there was a Paul Bryant. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, me. it's the state of Alabama. I mean, <laughs> I mean how, how can you not be surprised to hear that? There's probably a Suge Jordan High School. You know, I mean, I mean I, at I, some rate, there'll be a Nick Saban High School. I mean, if, there, if there's not one being planned already. Yeah, right. You know? They'll rename one. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, uh, But I'm going to go uh, just by, by virtue of uh, college fandom. I'm going to go with East Hamilton. Oh. I think the Tennessee State team needs to knock off some Alabama somehow. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you can't, if you can't beat them. No, uh, roll tide. This, do you Paul, know Paul Bryant High School? You know, no. Don't, <laughs> don't do it as a trick. They're 0-4, and they've been blown out for three out of the four games. See, Chris goes on Coach T. What's with these facts and this research? It's, you it, you, you it, just you go, with your, go, with your, go with your gut. Well, I'm a strategic person, you know, especially if I'm going to bet on something or guess on something. I'm going to go with the stats. He's, says he's into that uh, George W. Strategery. Strategery, yeah. that's four what that is. Four and is a little bit better than 0 and 4, so I guess I'm going to take East, East Hamilton. Yeah. All right, well, well we'll get back I, in there. I'll talk to you next week when you're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> we will. Uh, <laughs> hey, good. Locked him in. Uh, <laughs> the next games, we'll come back to the state of Tennessee. South Green at Cumberland Gap. 2-2 two and two South Green, the Rebels – We'll head to Cumberland Gap to take on, I believe, the Bulldogs, one and three on the season. It's at Cumberland Gap. If you haven't ever been there, it's 100 miles from everywhere and really far away from South Green. What do you got, AJ? Well, you know, because, because, of, the, because of the traveling with it, I, you know, I'll go uh, Cumberland Gap on that one. I like it. What do you think? I'll take the Rebels. Going with the Rebs. I'm going to go with more wins equals uh, they can travel a little bit better. Give me South Green. I know they have a really great girls basketball program. I got to see them firsthand for a few years. Uh, Tennessee High takes on Davy Crockett. Uh, Tennessee High 1-1 one one, coming off their first victory of the season. Davy Crockett 2-2. Two and two. two really good wins, two really bad losses. It's at Davy Crockett. Uh, what do you say, Mr. Hips? Old Davy Crockett. Going with the, the Pioneer. Tennessee High. Going ten, going with the Vikings. Did you know? Hey, there there you go. Picking a team with a power T in their logo. It's a power. It's a it's a maroon. I think power T with a Viking horn coming out of it. See, I mean, so I mean, it's 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 still it's still cool. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll like, give to them. You know, it's kind of like but, here, but between here and Minnesota, yeah. somewhere. Well, yeah, you know, and me being an Alabama fan and a Packers fan, that just makes sense, right? But close, whatever. yeah, close. <laughs> uh, West Ridge two and one. That's the new high school up in Sullivan County, yep. there in uh, in in basically Kingsport area. Uh, taking on Dobbins Bennett. You talk about here is is this is an interesting. It should become a rivalry game if it's not already. Uh, Westridge in year number one. The reason Westridge is a high school because Dobbins Bennett annexed so much land it took away from Sullivan South, East Central, all of those. There were, used to be four Sullivan County schools. Now I think there's one. 
Now it's West Ridge and, and I think Sullivan Central. But uh, this is kind of funny. So Dobbins Bennett, the thief in the night, and Westridge, the remnants of the Sullivan County Schools. Westridge is very new. Dobbins Bennett looks to be rolling. I'm going to go with the tribe. I'm going to say Dobbins Bennett at home in that cathedral that is a high school stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Dobbins Bennett. If not, their band will blow uh, Westridge away in the at halftime. Now, Dobbins Bennett. I see Dobbins Bennett in that uh, left field touchdown zone. Let me let me tell you this. Yeah, yeah their baseball stadium and, and football field come into one, and they have to put, like, guarding around. Uh, where, when I played uh, football up in Pennsylvania, yeah, uh, our, 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 where our, our one end zone was, part of the end zone was, was the infield right behind where first base was. So you oh, had dirt wow. you ran into if you went into the one side. Oh, it's so. like the Raiders. Yeah, yeah it really like was the like the Raiders, Raiders. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was great whenever you fell down. <laughs> I will say, I will say, give Dobbins Bennett's press box some credit. They have like 10 different options for press box food. Yeah, and you got to take an elevator to get all the way up there. Yeah, and then you have like three layers, and people's like, oh, you should go up there. They have more food. And I'm like, more More? food? But wait, there's more? Yeah, it's good stuff. But I'm going to go with Dobbins Bennett. I think that's a clean sweep of DB. Mm -hmm. Elizabethan at Granger County. Elizabethan, like I said, squeaked by in week three to get their, their second win of the season, but was drummed by the hands of the Green Devils. Granger also have came off their own drumming by the hands of the Green Devils. So this should be a good matchup, but horses in the stable. I'm going to go with Elizabeth and give me the Cyclones. What about it, AJ? All right, give Granger on this one. Going with the Grizz. Yep, yep. Got a gut feeling here. Yep. Go with like Coach Witten. I like it. I like it. Jason Witten's brother is the head coach at Elizabeth. And look at the stats coming out. <clears throat> Volunteer 1-2 and two goes to slaughter at Greenville High School. Greenville 4-0, and oh, Mason Gudger. A uh, man amongst boys in the games that they've played to this point. Uh, volunteer at Greenville. Chris, who you got? Greenville. Green Devils. How's How abouts it? Yeah, I mean, Greenville and, you know, the backups will get a good bit of playing time probably. Yeah, I think if they could start the clock in the second quarter, it would probably be moving at be that best point. Be uh, Morristown East at Jefferson County. Morristown East 0-4. Uh, high watermark was expected for this team and has yet uh, to break the levy. Jefferson County gets – they've got two wins on the season, uh, more than they've had since the year 2019. It's uh, It's been a rough go of it uh, last year, but I think they found the Hurricanes at the right time. Give me the Patriots, the Spencer Riley-led Patriots, uh, to take down the Hurricanes. What do you say, Chris? I'm going to switch off here. I'm going to take the Hurricanes. Going with the Canes at Jefferson County, by the way. It's on the road at Jefferson County. Jefferson County. Going with the Jayco. Jayco. Jeffco, as they, they say it that way. Morristown West, our buddy Paul Bristol, a Maryville alum, play-by-play guy uh, for the Morristown West Trojans. They come off of a tough game there last week, but they'll host Daniel Boone this week. Uh, Daniel Boone one and two on the season. Morristown West two and two on the season. AJ, who you got? Uh, give me Daniel Boone. Danny Boone. Yep. Hey, no, no relation to Robert Boone, but uh, I do. Uh, well, I mean, probably at a distance. I mean, I think all Boones are probably related at some rate. But uh, Chris, what do you think? I mean, I've already took Davy Crockett, so go ahead and give me Daniel Boone. Too. Give you both the Tennesseans. Uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna roll with Morristown West, and you know, I, I their head football coach took over after uh, the the coach Brown that 
that Lamar Brown. I don't know why. I was like L. Brown. Uh, Lamar Brown, who is now the head football coach at Knox West, which was I always thought was funny. Uh, he he went from Morristown West to Knox West. I'm like, well, he got against East. What's wrong with East? But anyway, he is he left a void. There was a, he he left on a really high senior class, and the the young man that came in to take over for him has had to really recoup a lot of athleticism, a lot of abilities, and uh, and he's doing a decent job there. He's a really good person. So I'm gonna go with Morristown West. I think at home at uh, Burke Tony, uh, I think Morristown West gets it done. William Blunt at Science Hill. William Blunt, one and three, travels to Johnson City to take on the Hilltoppers at Steve Spurrier Field. Science Hill by a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's going to be mad, but you know what? Yeah, Science Hill on this one. I'm going to roll with William Blunt. Going with Billy Blunt. They they, they helped me out last week, so I can't just give up on him just yet. Need some love. Well, when you got that kind of a lead in the picks, you probably can Mm -hmm. take one every now and again. Uh, The next one, uh, Sullivan East at Seymour. Sullivan East 1-3, and looking in the mirror. Seymour at 3-1. and Golden Eagles or Patriots? It's in Seymour. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Seymour. Fly, eagle, fly. Fly, eagle, fly. Absolutely. Uh, Northview Academy takes on Austin East. Uh, Northview Academy, a former opponent of Alcoa, uh, got got it handed to them pretty nicely when they saw the tornadoes. Austin East uh, just gave up a COVID loss there this past week. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in that part of Knox County um, that really is bigger than football. Uh, I don't know that they've got that under control. So I'm going to go with Northview Academy. I think the Cougars uh, go to Knox County and uh, and get out of there early. Go ahead, Chris. I'm gonna take the Cougars as well. Same Cougs. Cougs. That's what uh, that's what uh, Mike Leach used to call uh, Washington State the Cougs. Cougs. I mean Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Just interesting dude, right? Uh, interesting is yeah. a really good way to put it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go ahead and call this one. Maryville four and zero heads to the dog pound of Bearden two and two on the season. Uh, Coach uh, Shinlever, a former Maryville player and alumni. Uh, he's the head coach at Bearden. Uh, he's always been really respectful of the program at Maryville, always been really uh, hard-nosed at, at Bearden, and has really tried to do a culture change uh, to kind of get the Bulldogs on their winning ways. I don't think it happens this week. I think, honestly, Maryville is, is going to look to validate an Alcoa victory mm-hmm. and not justify it. I think they're going to look to put some points up and get going pretty early. Uh, give me Maryville big. Same, can't argue with it. About it, Chris. I'm gonna say Maryville, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be like 28 nine. I don't think it's gonna be I was a like blowout. Chris, I was like, Chris, we gotta call that game. You can't pick. Bearden. I, I'm saying I don't. I don't see. <laughs> he's, he's actually gonna Bearden, do this. <laughs> played Maryville tough the last two years, so I'm gonna say it's gonna be a tough game, but a Maryville win. I, I think it's. You know, you're, you're exactly right. The last couple of years, it's been a uh, first half of really aggressive football. Maryville makes some good adjustments and takes away their couple playmakers. The difference is in this year's game, I think Bearden has more than just a couple yeah. playmakers. So yep. I don't disagree. But I, I think I think Maryville's going to be motivated. Uh, not that their starters aren't willing to play four quarters, uh, but uh, that's not the standard. That's not <laughs> the expectation. Uh, the next one, Hardin Valley 0-3, heads to Bradley County to take on Bradley Central. They're 4-0. and I don't think I think Hardin Valley, it'll take them longer to get there and get back than it will for the game to be played. I think Bradley Central runs them runs them out pretty pretty good. I'm with you on that one. What do you got, Chris? Man, Ed Tan's son's one of the uh, leading receivers on Hardin Valley. 
I ain't gonna say he ain't gonna have a good game. I'm Man, just he, saying the results. May he not needs be to good. stick to baseball because oh, <laughs> that football oh. team does not have nothing mm. to offer. So give me Bradley Central. Going with Bradley Central. Carter has already won this Friday night. As Scott County had to uh, had to forfeit based on COVID. Uh, so Carter's now four and one on the season. Scott County struggled uh, through the early part of the the season. Farragut uh, will head to Cleveland. Farragut, fresh off their first win of the season, heads to Cleveland to take on the Blue Raiders. Blue Raiders three and one, and uh, I don't know how the field plays. That's where uh, that's where T. Hodge got nicked up uh, a couple years ago en route to a state championship. Uh, I know their press box for the visiting side is like a half mile off the football field. It's like, oh, that over there, that's a football game. And uh, but it's a long way. But their their student section's pretty live. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Give me the Blue Raiders. You know, I want to take Farragut on this one. Go on I, with yeah, the I, I think I think I think after last week uh, with with their with their win in uh, Oak Ridge, let, you know, they're, they're start. tuned up. That's tuned right. Up. Got say, the pick ready. They're ready to go. I'm actually gonna agree with AJ here. I think Farragut's offense has finally started turning around, especially in that. Second half against Maryville, and they turned it on last week. So give me the Admirals. Going with the Admirals, the cow. I knew you was a Cowboys fan. I'm just kidding. I'm far from. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Union County heads to GP. Union County goes to Gatlinburg Pittman. You talk about two remote locations: mm-hmm. Union County High School and Gatlinburg Pittman. Like literally, I don't think GPS will get you to Gatlinburg Pittman. It'll get you to the road in front of Gatlinburg Pittman. <laughs> oh, so uh, I'm gonna go. Two and one Union County, fresh off of a thirty-point victory, Gallenberg Pittman one and three. One of those losses coming on Rivalry Thursday. Mm-hmm. One of those losses coming to the hands of the Tornadoes. So they have seen a pretty good, pretty good opponent. I think last week Loudon is who beat them on Rivalry Thursday. So they've had an extra day of preparation. Is it enough? I think it is. I think Gallenberg Pittman gets the win over Union County. What do you say, Chris? I was going to take Gatlinburg Pittman's in. I mean, their losses are to Alcoa, Seymour by one in overtime, and Loudon last week by 12. So, yeah, I'll take Gatlinburg Pittman, Highlanders. You know what? I'm going to be different. Let's go to Union County on this one. Do it. Do, <clears> it. do it. You took the other Patriots. Might as well Might take as well. these. Greenback will host Oliver Springs. Oliver Springs coming into the matchup 0-2. Greenback, 1-2 and two on the season. They finally got a win over Sunbright just a couple weeks ago. Uh, give, you know, I like Greenback. They're hosting it. They'll have the trucks backed up to the field. Uh, give me Greenback. I'm with you. Greenback all the way. Cherokees. Going with the Keys. Going with yeah. the Keys. Uh, the next one, Heritage will play host to Knox Central. The Bobcats uh, in past years have had a little bit of a tougher uh, I guess traveling system uh, this year. Knox Central one and two. The teeth aren't as sharp this year. Uh, Heritage zero and four after a loss at the Battle of the Bell, bringing in a uh, two year ago back to back state championship team. I think Heritage is good at home. I think they work hard at home, but I think Knox Central is just they're they're a deeper football team of their roster. Thirty plus percent is not freshmen, so I give it to the Bobcats. You know what, my daughter, she's she's cheering first half of that for, of the game at Heritage this weekend. I mean, uh, on Friday. So you know what, give me Heritage. Give you the Mountaineers. That's right. I'm gonna give you that L too, cause <laughs> because I mean, hey, we can't. Hey, the cheer team will win. Yeah, we're just going there. But Knox Central, man, they just they they played great. You know, their two losses, they you know had some tough time against Greenville, who's ranked number one in the state or what 
5A right now with the win. I think they're in 4A, but yeah, yeah you're 4A. Right. And then Fulton, you know, they lost by 12 to Fulton. And they just beat Sevier County pretty good. So, yeah, I'll take the uh, Bobcats. You, 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 can keep, you can keep your numbers. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. She, he's got to live with her. That's I right. Get it. Uh, <laughs> Alcoa 3-1 and one heads to Pigeon Forge, heads to the Sevier County once again to take on uh, another one of the teams uh, and probably the same outcome. Alcoa 3-1, and one, Pigeon Forge 2-2. Two and two. I think Alcoa gets their fourth win in a big way. Give me the Tornadoes. You guys want to say it together? Yeah, Three, tornadoes. two, one. <laughs> tornadoes. Tornado. Is that a, is it's, that it's, it's like why are we picking this game? We know the answer. We know yeah, the answer. I probably could have just said, and all three said, yeah. "Amen." Yep. <laughs> but uh, Anderson County at South Doyle. Anderson County one and three on the season. South Doyle four and zero. Oh. We talked about Clark Duncan's uh, physique, is his fitness, if you will. Uh, is he got enough to to bring the Mavericks uh, a big loss back to Anderson County? I think he does. Give me Clark Duncan's boys. Give me the the guys south of the river. Chris, you know what? I'm a <laughs> I'm, I'm a gambler, what? so I'm I'm gonna take the Mavericks. I mean, they played a little bit tougher schedule than South Doyle. South Doyle did. So yeah, I'll take I'll take the Mavericks. South Doyle. South Doyle. Uh, Sevier County heads to Knox West. Knox West four and zero on the season. Sevier County two and two. The Smoky Bears head to the Rebels. The House of the Rebels. Uh, I'm going to go with Knox West. I think Lamar Brown uh, last year got them their first 5-0 and start in school history. I think he takes it back-to-back uh, with a victory over Sevier County. What do you say, AJ? Knox West. Knox West. Knox West. I think we're about at the bottom of our picks here. Uh, Oak Ridge 1-3 and heads to Lenore City 1-2. and uh, Oak Ridge, like I said, just defeated by Farragut. Uh, Lenore City 1-2, and two, uh, just a struggling football program. But, again, ha- do have a win on the season, which uh, in, in previous years has been a struggle. Uh, I'm going to go with Oak Ridge. I think the, the wake-up call that was getting beat by Farragut is going to rattle the chains of a uh, defending runner-up there. And uh, I think Oak Ridge comes to Lenore City and gets a win. What do you say, AJ? Uh, absolutely, Oak Ridge. What do you got, yeah, Chris? I'm, a, I'm taking Oak Ridge. They just got too many uh, speed on the outside. Here's a here's a matchup of identical records, but I think uh, past opponents uh, would render this a little bit different. Clinton three and one will head to Powell three and one. Powell's lone loss comes to Maryville. I think Clinton's uh, who's Clinton's loss to Chris? I know you got it pulled up. Oak Ridge. So seven to twenty-one. I think the dynamic is significantly different. I like uh, I like Jordan Potts. I think he's a game changer, and uh, that says a lot when uh, we see game changers week in and week out. So I'm going to go with Powell. Uh, I think Clinton's had a nice run. I think they'll have a good season. They're a good football team, but Powell's a different kind of football team. Give me Powell. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, that Powell offense has just been incredible. Potts is a amazing quarterback. Uh, I could see this being a pretty big blowout for Powell. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you, with Powell. And that's going to wrap up the pick segments here for for this uh, this game. I'm gonna one little highlight, and we have like we've had 46 minutes of commercial free radio. Like you don't have that anywhere else. That's right. I mean, I, I can't speak to the it, quality it, of it, but it is commercial free. Hey, we give the people what they want. Exactly. Well, I mean, maybe. Sure, sure. According to, according to where your allegiance lies. But uh, last headline for the high school thing, South Pittsburgh. Did you guys hear about their coach uh, up and leaving this week? Just like two days ago. No, I didn't hear that. So you know South Pittsburgh. It's kind of a – I mean, it's a pretty predominant program in their own division. I think it's a 1A school. 
mm-hmm. but it's been a pretty perennial in there to win there mm-hmm. kind of situation. Like when we go to Cookville, you see South Pittsburgh. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's kind of the thing. I guess we try to go to Chattanooga this year, but their coach ups and leaves, not for a, another local coaching job, not to get out of coaching. He's going to the CFL to be a defensive coach. Really? I was like, that's a big jump. I'm like, how do you like? It never ceases to amaze me how, I guess, people find people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know if like a LinkedIn or whatever was used in this case, but I'm just like, how do you come to rural, I guess, southeast Tennessee and find in South Pittsburgh a single-A program? And I don't know the coach. I don't know. He may have had a background that he played in the CFL yeah, or something like that. He may have known but, a guy, too. That's the thing. But I'm just like, Really? Like, that's serious. But, you know, and he's caught a lot of backlash, and, and I, I can kind of like their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's trashy. I, I, like, I, I am very much in the camp of you, you finish things you start. And well, I think he probably preached that up till this past Friday well, night. Oh, I know. I'm sure he did, too. Well, but that's, I think he's, he's a hometown guy, too. It wasn't like he just didn't have connections. That was where he grew up at. He just walks out and leaves them. Yeah, that's that's, I that's would a say bad look. I'd say he's not going to be welcome back as clean. No, no. And, well, and the thing is, you know, ho- hope he's plan. Yeah, hope he's planning on eating out of town for a while. Well, you know what's bad? Uh, this is not. I mean, it's not a bad program. I mean, they've they've only played two games to this point, and and one of those wins came via COVID uh, win over Lookout Valley. But I mean, they won thirty five to seven over Sequatchie County, which I just feel like I want to play them one time just to continue to say that not in, not out. Sequatchie, there's a first down for Sequatchie County. But anyway, um, I just thought that was pretty trashy. Wanted to kind of put him on blast here on on this show as much as he's been on Do any you know other what show. Team yep. he's going to the Toronto Argonauts. Argonauts. I just feel like you have to say it that way. Like if you just go Argonauts, it's not as near as cool as the Argonauts. Can you name five CFL teams? Uh, AJ, go. Uh, Without looking at your phone. The Argonauts. There's one. Saskatchewan has one. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what they're called. The Rough Riders. Oh, there we go. Uh, there's the uh, – I, th- I, I don't know the, I, the location, but there's one called the Red Black. Like the that's Blue their Bombers. Red Black. There is the uh, – Blue the, Bombers. The Blue Bombers. From Winnipeg. Winnipeg. The Red Blacks. There's the Edmonton Eskimos, and the reason I know that is because Jonathan Crompton played for them for a while. What was the one that um, – British Columbia Lions. What was the one that Manziel played for? Uh, the B- I think it was the BC Lions. Yeah, British the, Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was BC, like the, the headache pattern. The, <laughs> and then well, well, Montreal and, and, Alouettes. And, and, the Montreal Alouettes. But used, to, used to have the Birmingham Barracudas. In the CFL? Oh yeah, because didn't your dad yeah, coach? Dad for coach him? Him. <laughs> I know. I, I still have, we still have the shirts of the house. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, because you said your dad doesn't get rid of anything. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. I was just talking Spend about that this past week. I mean, we there there were, there are bikes there that he's like, you rode this when you were five. Do you want this for your kid? I'm like, no, because it's 30 years old. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know the tires would like Edmund, last about tires. Half like, see, see that brown stuff that's rust. Edmonton I don't need Elks. that. Calgary, Stampeders. 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 and the Elks from Edmonton. I thought they were the Eskimos. Edmonton Elks. That's got to be a change. They used to be the Eskimos. There's one of those Tiger Cats. Yeah, the Tiger Cats. Ooh, that's awesome. That may have been where Manziel played. Hamilton Tiger Tiger Cats. Cats. I think it might have been the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But you know what? I think anytime you're actively and on purpose talking about the CFL, 
It's time to take a break. That's right. It's time to take a break. Let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk college football. We're going to talk about Tennessee's letdown against Pitt, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about Texas's beatdown at the hands of Arkansas. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be right back. market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maribel is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group, where home ownership dreams become a reality. Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big time fight, and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam-packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maribel is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group, where home ownership dreams become a reality. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call 865-268-5872 or check them out online smaxes.com. That's S-M-A-X-E-S dot com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. El Jimador Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 
If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. back inside the party pub studios where we are grinding it out here on a tuesday edition guys we took almost an hour on high school football that's what it's about that's big time let Absolutely. me turn some mics on you got me now huh <laughs> well good I, stuff. I didn't know chris might have been chewing or or hiccuping hey I, by the way i, I, I gotta know, I, think give, I think he's over there googling something else so i've got to give numbers at me <laughs> I've got to give a shout out. I've got to give a shout out to uh, to Jude Ellison for stepping in. Chris is is the color commentator for Rebel Radio Year Twenty Twenty One, and uh, and Jude steps in because Chris is on vacation. But Chris, some things never change. Did you guys catch the? Did you catch the yawn? Oh yeah. There was a yawn. Yeah. And I was like, Jude, you're in college now. A couple times. <laughs> I think he, I think he yawned or said, "Excuse me," a couple I like, times. I was like, "Drink some coffee." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, Jude, Jude did a great He's job. He's staying up studying late. Hey, I yeah, will that, tell you, he I'm had sure a five, that's what it is. He had a five o'clock shadow, and I'm like, Jude, when did you? You're grown now, buddy. Come <laughs> on with it. But uh, guys, let's jump to the college side of things. Uh, a lot of things to unfold. We'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about headlines, I guess, out of the gate here. Uh, big things: uh, Jacksonville State mm-hmm. defeats Florida State. Offensive defensive lineman proposed to his girlfriend, must have had it planned, and uh, just went with it. I, I mean, you know, I mean, they always say there's no time like the present. That probably didn't apply there. I feel like uh, you that you that's a correct statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're exactly right there. But uh, gets it done nonetheless, yep. and uh, it's on social media. Puts it out there. Talk about the worst timing ever. And the cat comes out and says, "Listen, you want an invite to the wedding?" Hey, you know. I, mean, I think, you know, when you want to choose a memorable moment, exa- he did. He did. Well, and here and here's the other thing too. You know, you know, you know, you've already proposed. You know, what what, what are you supposed what, what is the guy supposed to say? No, I shouldn't have done it there. Now now his new fiance is probably mad at him. 
So no. Yeah, you so just kind of roll with so, it. So yeah, you just kind of roll with it and say, you know, you know, I, that, you know, this was for me and her, not you. So so the next one is probably a little bit more, I guess, realistic. Uh, two head football coaches are now out, mm-hmm. and we're going into week three. Randy Etzel's out at UConn, mm-hmm. which that was kind of a that was a few years in the making. Yep. Clay Helton's out at USC. That was, surprising. That, was, that was also a few years in the making. Honestly, when he let go of the entire coaching staff a couple years ago and yeah. T. Martin came to Tennessee, yep. that in that whole that was last ditch effort. And I think when he lost this past Saturday to uh who got them? Stanford. Mm-hmm. And Stanford had got drummed the week, the week before. before. Yep. I think they saw the writing on the wall. This is as good as Cal or Southern Cal's gonna be under Clay Helton. If what is and and to coin a guy in uh, in, in Jefferson City that mm-hmm. always said this, uh, his his name escapes me for some reason. But he said what should happen inevitably should happen immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, and they roll with it. They left him on the tarmac, Lane Kiffin style. Lane Kiffin them. Well, the th- the thing is, though, I mean, I, I just I I hate mid season coaching changes. I, I do I hate that for do. the players for the, and different for things. the players, the assistant for the coaches coach, for the coaches. I mean, because when you do it in the middle of the season, you're you're essentially not giving the, those guys a, ch- a chance to coach the rest of the year, right? R- well, right, for the rest of the season, and like you know, a head coach may get picked up by like you know, might, might do, do some commentation or do, or do some or or do, yeah, or, do, or, or be or an analyst. analyst or something like that. He could be an intern at Alabama, but, you're not, but you're, absolutely, we, we're always <laughs> accepting those. But no, but the thing is, what, what are you going to do with your assistants? You know, they're the ones that a lot of times are left high and dry on that. Well, unfortunately, you're, you're they're. I don't. I don't even know that they named an interim right now. But I think I think they did. I, I couldn't tell you who it is. But but those guys are, are kind of fighting for the spot. But yep. at the same rate, working with their agent, going, you may want to float me out here. Well, yeah, and the thing is too is like you know as they try to kind of like jockey for position there, you have different camps of people that are there. So who 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 are you getting behind? And then all of a sudden you're alienated. Do so you, it's, Do you think that's a Pac-12 seeing that Oregon's pretty good? UCLA looks to be pretty good. I mm-hmm. still think it's questionable about who they've beaten. Yeah. But uh, and then you see uh, the likes of Cal's not terrible. Arizona, Arizona State, not terrible. Mm-hmm. And Southern Cal is, I, I think a, a compliment to Southern Cal right now would be an afterthought. Well, they're not an afterthought. Well, the th- the thing is with, with with Southern Cal, do you really feel like switch like like um, getting rid of your head coach is going to turn your season around? Do you think you know if you? I mean, you're, you've you've taken the losses you have. Mm. Look at the looking at the rest of the conference. How does that make you better? Never know. You might find the next Ed Orgeron. He go win six games and then not get the job. That's true. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> uh, but but week two, uh, those are kind of some big big high yep. high level uh, deals there in college football. Uh, the the week kind of went like this. Virginia, it was a really. It was weird. As as explosive as week one was, there yep. wasn't a ton of just monster games in week two. Yep. Virginia beat Illinois forty two to fourteen. Your dad would be appreciative I didn't put yep. the S on it. Yeah, uh, good. Army defeated <laughs> Western Kentucky yep. thirty eight to thirty five. Kent State uh, beat VMI sixty to ten. I don't know what's more important. Uh, the fact that Kent State scored 60 or that VMI didn't. Uh, Auburn defeated Alabama State 62 to nothing. Bo Nix looked pretty good uh, in his second outing. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> Wake Forest. Did you know he signed with Bojangles, by the way? Who, yes. Bo Nix? Bo Nix. I thought that was that yeah. is amazingly the slogan smart. Is, it's Bo time. Well, see, that yeah. was their slogan yeah. anyway. Said, so. so he's going with it. It's And they've got signs up everywhere down there in the uh, – in Auburn the plains, yeah, it says it's bow time. You're not going to get me to say a nice thing about him, so it's time. It's bow time. <laughs> protesting bow jingles. 
No, not protesting. Do you hate Bo, it, Bojangles? Not, not protesting Bojangles. Bojangles is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Auburn, on the other hand, not so much. Not I so still amazing. think it's funny. What was the tea company down there that originally? It was Milo's. Went, I yeah, went with the oh. Auburn player and so many Alabama people said, it's, I'm going to go drink it. The, so the, now the, they went after the Alabama player. Yes, they as did. Well, Have so you ever know. had Milo's tea? Absolutely. Yeah, that's why oh, tea's yeah. amazing. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. Maybe I just had a bad ball. What's wrong I didn't with you? For it. My word. Uh, Wake Forest <laughs> defeated Norfolk State 41-16. to Georgia Tech defeated Kennesaw State 45-17. Northwestern over Indiana State. The Sycamores 24-6. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, Kate Chambers is, uh, former uh, quarterback at Maryville. Uh, Youngstown State fell to Michigan State 42-14. to Oklahoma State beat Tulsa 28-23. to the mullet had a squeaker there. Uh, Minnesota defeated Miami of Ohio 31-26. to Tennessee uh, lost to Pittsburgh 41-34. to mm. We'll come back to yep. that one. Uh, East Carolina fell to South Carolina 20-17. Uh, to how, how long is this, uh, this, uh, this honeymoon going to last for Shane Beamer? Uh, unimpressed is an understatement for what's going on at South Carolina. Yeah, and, and from what I from – what, some of the things I saw and read, uh, th- there are a lot of. Now, don't get me wrong; they're I mean, starting a GA at quarterback. But I, I say, think things are tough. T- th- things aren't ideal there. You know, I their 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 ball didn't bounce their way a few times. Some some calls when it gets so, but it, but it's still it is it is an SEC school. It, you know, it is a power school. You should you shouldn't be struggling against against a school like that. I just but to me with the transfer portal, yeah. how did you not? Why is your quarterback room that shallow? Like that's just my question, or maybe because of the transfer portal, it is. Well, I mean, they know more shallow in Tennessee, and ten- there's, there's arguably, there's a guy that left Tennessee in uh, in uh, Brian Mauer. Mm-hmm. That'd be a heck of a starter. Y'all South are Carolina, missing the key here. South Carolina is two and zero though. A win's a win. Yeah, but it's it's unimpressive. <laughs> well, but over who? Though? Yeah, over well, who I mean, though? East Carolina was a decent team a couple years ago. And they had one of the best running backs. That's because they had Chris, there. Chris Johnson. There right? you go. CJ2K. <sighs> uh, the, the, probably the biggest thud, though. We'll move on from South Carolina. <laughs> I just don't like South Carolina. Like, it's the only thing that makes me like Clemson. I will say it's the most annoying <laughs> stadium ever. Well, During that Gamecock, every time like, they get a first down, third down, timeout, bathroom <laughs> break. I mean. Like, I went to a school whose mascot was a Gamecock, and they still annoy me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like I'm as I'm as ready for that as anybody. Uh, probably the biggest thud, though, in college football this past weekend, Ohio State, the number three team in the country, goes or hosts. Let's take that back. It's in the shoe. Yep. Host Oregon, the lowly Pac-12, the team that the 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 school that hasn't had a representative in the playoffs since 2016. Oregon, the defending champion of the Pac-12, comes to the shoe to to probably Big Ten fans thought to get drummed, mm-hmm. to get dealt with and sent back on their merry way. They knock off the Buckeyes 35-28. to so 28. And really not even – It wasn't even really that even close. close. It wasn't even really, really that close. And really, like, you really kind of saw it maybe the week before whenever Ohio State played Minnesota. And, um, you know, and, and Ohio State struggled, uh, struggled with them most of the game. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I thought it was going to be a close game. But I didn't really think that it was going to be. Um, um, I didn't think. I didn't think Oregon was going to win though. And at Oregon, I mean, they they played incredible oh, defense absolutely. too, and they were missing uh, the number one yep. Play, yep. defensive guy. I forget his name. 
Dibano or Dibanox. Yep, I mean he, and they he were missing I a think, starting corner too. Going I think, I think yeah, didn't he get hurt early in the game? No, he got. Or was it the game the before? before yeah, the high before. ankle sprains. Yep. Be out like four weeks. But yeah, they were missing their starting corner too, and that defense just stepped up. Just you know, just went. Florida, uh, that's that. I loved it. Like there's mm-hmm. a, there's only like there's only one other team that I would like to see lose more, and that's Florida, and they didn't. Uh, but uh, Florida beat South Florida forty-two yep. to twenty. Uh, Ruggers defeated Syracuse seventeen to seven. That's a program that's fallen on hard times. Syracuse. Yep. Um, Virginia Tech defeats Middle Tennessee thirty-five to fourteen, number nineteen team in the country. Notre Dame defeats Toledo. Uh, the Rockets <sighs> nearly took off as what, uh, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was cheering hard for t- Toledo. That was <laughs> that was a. Uh, we would love to have seen that. Your, your dad's been praying for you. Uh, I know, and it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Cincinnati defeats Murray State forty-two to seven. Georgia. Beats UAB with a backup quarterback Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. uh, fifty-six to seven. Penn State defeats Ball State forty-four to thirteen. Nebraska beats Buffalo, and and Scott Frost fins off firing one he, more he week. That win twenty-eight to three. Colorado falls to Texas A&M by a whopping ten to seven score. Boulder yeah. would have exploded had they beaten Texas. Well, A&M. and so in Texas and and, and they Texas went into A&M. the fourth quarter behind. Well, yeah, they did, and what's well. Texas A&M's starting quarterback got hurt early, and was been and out for the game. And I really think that that really um, that really threw a wrench in, in their in, in their offense. Uh, I mean, it's not an excuse against Colorado. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you're in the number five team in the country. But I mean, I mean, you would think the number five team in the country could plug in a quarterback and still get a get a win against Colorado fairly easily. And, and they did. They wins a win, right, Chris? As your Wins South Carolina I mean, I, reference would, would land. Yeah, that, but, you know, I'm sorry. You, you, uh, you play Alabama in a few weeks, dude. You better hope he's healthy if, if, that's, if that's what you're rolling out there. Yeah, I don't know if it would change anything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Ten to set. They're, they're the only team that's going, maybe I'll just give them a COVID win. Don't get anybody hurt. Give them a COVID anyway, win. Uh, Texas A&M beats Colorado, though, 10 to 7. Yep. Air Force beats Navy twenty-three to three. Did you see who the player of the game was, Chris, in the Air Force Navy game for Air Force? No, and I was sad about that. T. D. Blackman was it? Maryville alone. I was kind of sad was cool. though, man. I know I'm a Navy guy. I know, but it's they, still cool. Yeah, they're they're, they're still not cool. going to have a great season this year. He's a he's a monster, and and you if you haven't seen it, go back watch the video. There's a player of the game little thing, and he's just excited to to be able to help his team get a win. TCU defeats Cal thirty-four to thirty-two. Alabama drums Mercer forty-eight to fourteen. A lot of people played in that one. Mm-hmm. Iowa beats Iowa State twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, that's a ten-nine matchup. That's a good win that's, for Kurt Ferentz. Yep. That's a. I don't know if it's a bad loss for Matt Campbell because I think even the higher ranked probably looking up at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, watch that name for a replacement at USC. Matt Campbell, that alumni base could probably pay whatever Iowa State wants to. Uh, Clemson defeats South Carolina State 49-3. West Virginia beats LIU. Uh, remember, we know what that is now. I think it's uh, Long Beach Institute of Upper Learning or something. 66 to nothing. Uh, we're rolling on with it. Uh, UCF defeats Bethune-Cookman 63-14. to So the Gus bus is off and rolling. Uh, Oklahoma atones that uh, week one sleepwalk uh, with a seventy-six to nothing win over Western Carolina. Wow, like, way, did they way, really, to, way to show them. Did they Good really job. have to do that to the Catamounts? I like Western Carolina. I think it's a nice campus. Isn't that your? Is that your wife's? Uh, no. Where's she go? Gardner Webb. Close. 
I mean, kind of. I've been to Western Carolina a couple times to watch uh, Mars Hill get beat pretty bad. So, add away, boy, add away. <laughs> uh, tech. Look, I'm gonna skip that one. I'm gonna come back to it. Appy State squeaks out, uh, or, or sorry, Miami squeaks out a win over Appy State, 25-23. North Carolina defeats Georgia State, something that um, other people can't do, uh, 59-17. Uh, Ole Miss defeats Austin P 54-17. Michigan gets back and uh, and beats Washington. I think it's a good win for that program, 31-10. to mm-hmm. Not sure how good they are. Uh, LSU, good job, Ed Orgeron, defeating your own kid, 34-7 over McNeese State. Uh, uh, Vandy gets a win over Colorado State, 24-21. So they're really uh, really putting up the points now. We talked about Stanford beating USC, 42-28. to yep. uh, And then let's go back. Probably the second biggest thud in college football this weekend was Arkansas's dismantling of Sarkeesian's Texas Longhorns, 40-21 to in Fayetteville, and they rushed the field after the game. That was a uh, That's a good win for Sam they, Pittman. They, absolutely. Uh, I think historically you look at the Big 8 Conference, Southwest mm-hmm. Conference rivals back in the day, Texas number 15 team in the country, Arkansas, albeit had a, a good first year for Sam Pittman, mm-hmm. they still only won like three or four games. Sure. So the fact that they're, they're 2-0 and and that they knock off Texas – a team that they probably were better than, but that hasn't always mattered in the past. Mm-hmm. They did what they needed to do, and uh, that's a good for that fan base. A fan base that's been down for a long time. So, for, first of all, you know Texas, welcome to the SEC. Yeah, right. You there's know. a there's a, a sampler. Yes, that's right. And and also, uh, if you haven't seen um, SEC shorts, put out put out a. You know uh, they're selling that T-shirt that he had on. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's great. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it, they put out uh, a skit this week. And it's about the Texas uh, uh, Arkansas game. It is amazing. Where he's trying to shred his. He's uh, trying to shed their application. That's, that's so right. Funny. So um, and then Arkansas is waiting outside the door. He's like, Yeah. It's like I don't want to be in there with you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're, you're yeah. It's like I, I'm locked in. You're locked in here with me. You know, or something, it's something like that. I mean, it, it, it was great. Um, but I tell you what, the, the, just totally dominated Texas. Ended. I mean. I would have. I wouldn't have thought a, a Steve Sarkeesian team would have came that ill prepared. Well, and what's yeah. what's weird is, and again, give give Sarkeesian a little bit of grace. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I've here's the thing. Alabama is the least of the worries with Steve Sarkeesian with me. Mm-hmm. His time at Washington, I was extremely high on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to USC. I'm like, okay. Again, the Kiffin scars are still yeah. still pretty fresh. But you know, hey, he was in the Pete Carroll tree. Da 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 da. Yeah ruins that situation and yeah. i just feel like as a as a leader of young people that mm-hmm. was just a that's a black eye that it's going to be hard to wash away mm-hmm. he and then he goes to alabama he's in the rehab program mm-hmm. goes through it kiffin takes the uh, fau job mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy then he leaves alabama after one game to me i was like i'm done with you i'm yep. done with you i'm done with you in college football he goes to atlanta then he bounces on atlanta after like a year mm-hmm. year and a half I'm like, your name's not uh, uh, Jim Mora, mm-hmm. Jim Mora Jr. So, I'm I'm just I'm over it. He comes back to Alabama, has a couple good seasons, and then all of a sudden the stock goes up. He gets the Texas job. So, I'm happy to see this because mm-hmm. of that, yeah. because of his track record. But to give him some grace, this is game two, very much the way I'm going to talk about Tennessee mm-hmm. coach Heupel and and the miscues that were this past Saturday for the Vols. That's not Steve Sarkeesian's Texas team. 
That's a that's a uh, a twenty percent impact. But 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 the difference is look 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 at the roster. Look at the rosters. You know you have Tennessee's that's totally rebuilding. You got Texas, the number fifteen team in the country. Yeah, and they get thumped by a, by a team that's supposed to finish like that's predicted to finish in the bottom half, bottom two three uh, of the division, not even the conference, the division. So. No excuses. No excuses. I mean, you really, there, there's really no excuse for that. I think if you I wanted, mean, I mean, to, and, and, and if it was a close game, I would oh. say you know fine. But this, I mean, it wasn't even that. And Chris, if uh, if you wanna if you wanna shake some uh, Texas trees, tell them say if if, I, if you really feel bad about it, that's like the third or fourth best team in the West. Well, I mean, and it's funny. I was watching that game. Um, and I was talking to a guy's a big Texas fan today at work, and. It reminded me of the Tennessee game. I think it was 2016 when they had Dobbs and Hurd and all them. And, they, and Tennessee was a highly favorite in that matchup. Talking over, about South Carolina, aren't you? No, over Arkansas. And Arkansas oh, yeah. had the six offensive linemen that were 300-plus pounds, and they just ran the ball. And they ran the ball. And they ran the ball. And that's all they did this game. It's just that offensive line just pushed that strong Texas defensive front back at least five yards, I'd say, almost every run. And they just gashed them. And then just ran away with in the second half, and I was telling somebody or telling my Texas friend, I'm like, y'all could. I think the dude had like only a hundred yards passing, and an interception. I can't even tell you who the Arkansas quarterback was. They just ran the ball three hundred well, forty yards. And, and to to Arkansas's credit, I always said last year their success came because they had good quarterback play. And I'm not going to say they had bad quarterback play because obviously you got to make a decision to go into a run play, but. Uh, Felipe Franks ain't there. He ain't anymore. there anymore. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a huge win for Arkansas. Now again, how they handle their business, you know, beating Texas isn't a bowl game. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, pole vault you to six wins. So they've got to do more to get there. Uh, but I think they've uh, they've definitely got some stuff to do. So that's a that's a I guess last week in a nutshell. In the middle here, who do you think who do you think's interesting to take the USC job? And if you were USC, who would you go after? I think we can uh, and just give a couple names. What do you think, Chris? You talking about, talk about for next year? Well, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think you want a guy that's willing to leave a program midseason. Lane train. You really? I don't think they want him back. No, that, I, I think that, that's, that's uh, sometimes you can, uh, you can have a second homecoming. Think of uh, Gruden. Oakland. I just well, but I just think, uh, I mean, I think there's a les- level. Of desperate that 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 kind of sends the message. Uh, now maybe if uh, you know options one through you know ten turn you down, then you you look there. Uh, but I, I don't see that honestly. If if it's a short list for me, I think Luke Fickle's got to be on there. Cincinnati's mm-hmm. coach. That's one I think Matt Campbell's got to be on that list. Bob uh, Iowa name. State's Bob Stoops is an option. Uh, I tell you a name that's on the on the table that you won't talk about leaving like Lane, Urban Meyer. There's been discussions that his heart's not in being an NFL coach. Well, I've heard I've heard that um, a lot of the players don't don't like the way, you know, he's coach he, his style of coaching. So maybe it just doesn't translate to the NFL. I mean, that's that wouldn't be the first time that's ever I happened. Got, but what about Mario Cristobal at Oregon? I got an awesome one. If it don't work out in the NFL, because there's been talks that he's wanting out of the NFL, who and he's coached at USC. Hmm. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I don't know. I, I still think I, he's I, got a good thing going there. I think with uh, Russell Wilson. Well, do you, do you think the way he left the program the first time, you know, the the state of you know 
all the all the uh, yeah. all, all 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 of the sanctions and all this other stuff that kind of came right on to tell him getting out of Dodge. Yeah, but see, they're not sanctions no more. Well, oh, no, sorry, because he's let, enough times yeah. gone by. <laughs> and, and and I'll say, and I can speak from experience here, just being a fan. Mm-hmm. When everything unfolded with Philip Fulmer, and I just mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest, I was on the opinion that there there needed to be a change. Now, do do I think we could have executed the the release of Philip Fulmer in a better way? You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. riding out, you know, on your own accord, if you will. Yes, but what I'm saying is I can see you being like people being blinded by, uh, you know, the situation. So during during Pete Carroll's exit, yeah, there's sanctions, da 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 da. But at this point. You just got beat by Stanford, who just recently got beat there the other night by a team they shouldn't have lost to. Mm -hmm. So all you see in the face of Pete Carroll is Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, near a Mm three-peat, arguably had your your program in the most iconic game probably in the last 50 years in that 05, I think it – was it 05? Yeah, Yeah. the 05 National Championship game with Texas. So arguably – I think there could be blinders that has, oh, yes, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll. So he may get a pass to be able to go home again. Mm -hmm. But, no, I think Mario Cristobal's got to be in that mix because he's at Oregon doing some rekindling of what Chip Kelly did. Um, I I wonder about, though, it's the same conference. I, I wonder how that would be. Well, and you you just won the conference at Oregon. You just won the conference at Oregon. I mean, you don't don't get me wrong. It happens. but What about James Franklin? That's one name I've heard. I've heard. What about I've, Will, was it Willingham? I've heard Franklin, uh, oh, Matt Utah. Campbell, and yeah. uh, and Fickle were the, my three. What what Willingham at Utah? I think his his ship has sailed as far as leaving because Utah had some. He that, he's had greater years behind him mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Now uh, I don't know what USC's interested in. I feel like Clay Helton was the uh, the daddy figure, if you will. He mm-hmm. was the guy who was going to be good to the players, good to the boosters, good to everything but really not going to ruffle the feathers so much. He didn't even really dress up at football games. He wore T-shirts on the mm-hmm. sideline, hat, ball cap. I don't know that that really means anything. Another name that I heard tossed around, but I don't know how much he coaching he's got left mm-hmm. in, in just really being active, Jack Del Rio. No, he's I, a uh, he's a USC alum, yeah. so there's there's some connection there. I think that job is always going to be intriguing as to who takes that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, chariot by the the horns, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But it's an interesting one because if you awake that, like it's just like Tennessee, it's just like Notre Dame, it's just like Alabama. College football's better when USC's good. Absolutely. I, I think it just means more. You know, the, yeah. the, the rivalries mean more. Yep. Uh, the Pac-12 has relevance. Mm-hmm. I think getting – I think the conference probably pushed Clay out and out as much as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as, uh, as USC did. But I think that's going to be a really interesting – and it's who's willing to leave what they've got. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you talk about uh, coaches that are in current settings, I think it's either Luke Fickle or James Franklin. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Campbell, he owns Ames, Iowa. Yep. I mean, it does, and I don't know that that's like where your end game wants to be, but I think he's getting paid really well. Mm-hmm. He's living up to expectations, exceeding expectations. Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle is, uh, he's at Cincinnati. There is a ceiling at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From yeah. a recruitment standpoint, from a, from a, in your conference ability to win a national championship standpoint at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's very intrigued in the job, but I think also they should be intrigued in him. 
And then James Franklin, I think he needs to reset the clock. Yeah. Uh, he went 0-4, uh, 0-5 last year to start the season. First 0-5 start mm-hmm. in Penn State history. Uh, that probably – Happy Valley was not so happy. Yeah, but they look good this year. Yeah, but they ain't no Saquon. Yeah, but – Ain't no Saquon. They still got what, well, Clifford they, they, the quarterback? Well, uh, is Clifford the quarterback? I think so. Yeah. I think – well, the thing is, though, you know, I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking to try to maximize your value – you don't, you don't want to get you, you're not you're not dipping the toes in the water you know after you know a historically bad season, you know, so you turn it around and then that that he may he may make a move then. You never know. You never know. I am, but I'm saying like if you're at Penn State, what jobs do you leave Penn State for besides the NFL? To me, there's like four jobs maybe. Yeah, four I, jobs. I think. I mean, the pro- I mean, you, you can name like you know maybe USC, maybe like. Notre Dame. Al- Notre Dame, in Alabama, a uh, Florida maybe, Texas, Texas is the other one. I wouldn't say Florida just because I hate them. Oh yeah, but still, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, but it's someone who's a, who's a traditional power that 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 has a shot at a championship. You know, you can build some. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, in in Florida, I mean, you you, you should be you should be able, like, with the talent that's down there. You should be able to recruit it and build you something down there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Um, but, guys, uh, let's look ahead to this week. Uh, just kind of picking – again, this is week three, mm-hmm. so there's still some some matchups that there's no need in picking, so yep. we'll probably scoot over some of those. We'll talk SEC and any kind of big, close matchup. Uh, number 24, Miami, will host Michigan State. The Hurricanes, the one-and-one Hurricanes, uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Spartans of Michigan State. I think, that, honestly, the way Miami's been playing, I don't care if it is in Coral Gables. That's a broad margin. Mm-hmm. I like Sparty. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say, give me Sparty on that one. What do you think, Chris? I'm going to take old Derek King. I think he learned his lesson about uh, poking a bear and talking too much. So, I'll take uh, the – Spirit Squad and Miami Hurricanes. So, going so, with the chain. So, so you get, so you game. get, so you get thumped, and then you almost lose to App State. Yeah, so they got to turn it on. So <laughs> they're ready. To, they're ready to go. Yeah, that was now. a great warm up last week. Ready to go. Uh, here's a good matchup. I, I like this game because I think it speaks to. Uh, and there's another name that I didn't mention. Indiana's coach. What's his name? Tom Allen. Is that right? Tim <sighs> Allen. Tom Allen. No, Tim. Tim Allen. <laughs> that's home improvement. He's the tool man. <laughs> that's but, tool uh, man. But he is. A, he's a guy that's got a program probably yeah. at a ceiling at this point. Sure. Uh, Cincinnati number eight will head to Indiana. Cincinnati on the road, three and a half point favorite. Noon kickoff with Luke Fickle's name swirling. How does this matchup go, Mr. Chris? I'm taking the Bearcats in this match. I think uh, Cincinnati just has too many, too many athletes. Uh, Indiana's always been good at defense, but their offense is suspect. Um, you know, you know, I mean, just gut for me tells me I, w- I want to go with Indiana on this one. Um, also, another thing with their head coach, is, is his kid still on the team there? Because I know he was last year because he got hurt. During huh, the game. Does that matter? I don't, but, 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 <laughs> I'm say If you're talking about coaches leaving – well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he may stick around just for that to get, to get him out. So, well, or just or just work out a walk on deal at USC. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> I don't know how that. Yeah, 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 son. Hey, I know you're starting here, but hey, you're just gonna come to USC with me, and you'll just ride the bench. But it's okay. Sure. Yeah. But we'll, we'll it'll be a lot warmer out there. McDonald bags. McDonald <laughs> uh, bags. That's right. <laughs> oh, straight up. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> just just totally went off the rails on that one. My bad. It, it it doesn't take much around here. Uh, I mean, I'm I lead the the rail movement, uh, so it's it usually I, I help. You're driving a lot. the train, right? Number fifteen, Virginia Tech heads to Morgantown, West Virginia, 
West Virginia, the Mountaineers will host the Hokies. Three point uh, three point favorite are is West Virginia in in uh, Morgantown, a noon kickoff with Virginia Tech. That's got a little bit of steam behind them. What you got, AJ? Yeah, I, I I'm I'm a little surprised at the point spread on this. I mean, I know I know the number fifteen ranking is is somewhat of a you know not the greatest one to have right now since what happened with Texas last week. But uh, give me the Hokies on this. What you got, Chris? Well, I'm going to take uh, Virginia Tech just for my boy McIntyre because I'm 0-2 going against West Virginia. So. <laughs> well, and, and also, you so know. So you're taking West Virginia no, for I'm gonna McIntyre? Take, I'm, I'm going to take Virginia Tech because both times I've went against and for West Virginia, they've lost both times or gone so the So you're playing way. the curve. I, yeah, I like I'm, try, it. I I'm like trying it. to help McIntyre's team out. Well, and, and also, and I know it's not a home game for Virginia Tech, but how awesome is their uh, their inner Sandman when they walk in and the, st- and the thing st- jumps around? Do you like it? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, you're about to get le- yelled at by Laura. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. fine. It's, it's, it's going to give it to you now. Oh, no, it's it's, it's good. I, I remember watching the game a few years ago when it was at night, I and Metallica actually played it. See, that's different. That, like, that's that's cool. too cool. I, I told Wayne, I think that's up there. That and probably the wideout at Penn State is too. I want to go that, that, be that's part cool. of. Like when, when they're jumping, they actually register on like or, the seismic. Or jump here. around yeah. at Wisconsin. Yeah, that, that, one's, awesome that one's cool too. too. Yeah. We we register on the on the Richter scale or whatever on third downs. But but do you play inner Sandman? No. I mean, we can. Third no, what? third down for what? Should you play? No, no, we don't. We play like uh, "Don't Stop Believing" or something cool now. <laughs> like our then I saw our faith. I mean, I, I heard third down for what so many times at uh, Tennessee whatever. game. I guess if you keep giving up the third down, you know, and they get, hey, keep going. I'm down just the field. saying that I mean, guy. I mean, if you're hearing it over and over again, <laughs> you might have another problem. That means they're not getting off the field. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you ever wanted to know if you could wear a CD out, they they know about it in Knoxville. But uh, I digress. I'm gonna go with West Virginia. Yeah. I uh, I like West Virginia. <laughs> home i think i think uh, don't get me wrong virginia tech's shown uh, some nice things and some growth um, but i think on the road it's going to be a little struggle for them and they won't have inner sandman on the road <laughs> uh, nebraska at number three oklahoma oklahoma a 22 point favorite to me uh scott frost the heir apparent the the uh, loving son the golden boy for nebraska just the fact that he's a 22 point dog anywhere is enough to probably get rid of him uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Shocker. Yep. Uh, one of my best friends, Dan, is a huge Nebraska fan. And, Dan, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it ain't happening. Dan the man, Dan the not going to Not, not going to happen, man. Oklahoma all day. What about it, Chris? Man, going I with think, Nebraska? Yeah, I think Spencer Rattler and that offense of Oklahoma is just too much. So you're not going to take Nebraska? Not taking the corn husks. Got it, got it. No corn. They'll leave nope. it uh, They'll leave it up north. Uh Minnesota at Colorado. Colorado, again, nearly knocked off the number five team in the country. They're a two-point favorite over the Golden Gophers. Give me the Buffaloes. You know they got a new Buffalo this year? Oh, really? It's like Ralphie number 78 or something. But it's uh, it's like a – what do you call a small Buffalo? Is it a puppy? <laughs> Is it a is it a kitten? Is it a I have kid? Not, I have not seen a small buffalo because they are massive. Like, so. Well, I mean, it's still like five hundred pounds, yeah. but it's just like the last one had grown it's, to adulthood. It's if a you buffalo will. bite. Uh, it's a buffalo yeah, bite. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a chicken wing. But uh, we got to find out at the break what a what a youth uh, buffalo is called. We'll see if anybody say, out there knows it. Uh, give us a call eight six five nine eight three forty three ten. Uh, that's call in line right now. Just to, and and we'll give you. I'll give you a sticker and a T-shirt if you can call in and tell me what a uh, what a young buffalo is. 
But uh, anyway, I'm going to go with Colorado. <laughs> Ralphie will prevail. What do you think, AJ? Oh, man. So, um, you're going to no, go with the Golden Gophers? I think I'm going to go with the Golden Gophers on this There's one. There's a name for USC's job, too. P.J. Fleck. That's, that's Row the one. boat. Row the boat. That's right. Or you can get in the chariot and use your paddle. <laughs> That's Either right. way. You can bring the paddle with you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You say Minnesota? Oh, oh well, you know what? Tra- Tracy just texted me. She said it's a calf. Is it a calf? Yeah. That's yeah. weird because it's kind of a, a cow-ish looking thing, so it makes sense. Well, you know what? Tracy, even, even, even if it's wrong, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with her because she, hel- she helps make my dinner for me, so I don't want to We're gonna. Spit. Hey, I'm yeah. going to go with it. She's going to get the T-shirt and the sticker. Hey, there it's we gonna go. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Awesome. Does AJ know your T-shirt size? I think so. Yes. I think so. I got so. you. Uh, anyway, who are you going with, Chris? Are you I'm going with the Golden the, Gophers? I'm going to take the Golden Gophers. <laughs> golden Gophers, eh? Uh, Purdue oh, at Notre Dame. Purdue uh, is a seven-point dog in South Bend. Notre Dame, the number 12 team in the country, a 230 kick. You go against the Irish, AJ? You know what? You got to pay I, again? I, <laughs> yeah. I I am going to go with the Boilermakers on this one. I think I think you know Notre Dame has played with fire the last the last few the last few uh who's their who's their head coach Jeff Brom Brom yeah yeah that's right XFL quarterback that's right it. I think Mr Tony just pulling in a parking lot right now to set this straight but <laughs> I'm gonna take the uh, Fighting Irish in this matchup. You know I don't I don't like them but I gotta take them. I'm gonna go with the Irish as well. Notre Dame in South Bend Purdue uh they uh. They they epitomize the perhu. Uh, they don't necessarily show up each and every week. I think the train tracks around their stadium keep them hemmed in, uh, and they don't travel well. So I'm going to go uh, with Notre Dame. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Uh, should we pick the Tulsa-Ohio State game? Okay, too soon. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech at number six, Clemson. Clemson a 28.5-point favorite. This isn't if whether Clemson wins or not. Do you think they cover twenty eight and a half? That's AJ? what I was. That's actually what I was thinking. You know, I mean, if I'm betting the point spread, I'm actually probably going to take uh, Georgia Tech on this one. I think so. What do you think, Chris? I'm going to take Clemson with the spread. I mean, you that, think they cover? Yeah, that offense is just incredible. And I, you know, Georgia Tech, they they just, well, they run that triple option, right? No, they don't. They they, they, they got away from that. They got away from that. Okay, he retired. Yep. Well, see, now they're not going to be able to slow the game down with the triple option, and I think Clemson's just going to keep uh, breaking they, up. They, they toss the rock around around a little bit now. We will uh, let, let's cut through some games because I want to take a break and talk a little Tennessee and and an abbreviated NFL segment. Uh, I'm trying to move up. There's a Florida Alabama game. this Yeah, weekend. I, I, I heard they're getting together this weekend. It's a, it's a battle of ones. Mm-hmm. It's just a difference is Florida has two of them in front of their name. <laughs> they're the number eleven team in the country. Alabama, the number one team in the country. Talk to a couple Florida fans uh, this week that. Uh, Let's just let's just face it. They they uh, they're chalking a loss, and I feel like uh, don't get me wrong. When Tennessee goes down there, at least for the foreseeable future, I'm not as uh, confident as I once was in the '90s. But I'll be danged if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna call a loss before they take it. Uh, I uh, you know I think Alabama handles business here, and I think there's a we will see how big of a gap that one to eleven is. But uh, but I. Uh, well, I think that speaks volumes just to, that Florida fans are no chance in it. Well, I mean, if I mean, we'll we'll just look at passing stats as and, and you know to begin with, you know, Bryce Young ha- has just under 600 yards passing with seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Emory Jones has 
uh, about 250 yards passing with two touchdowns and four interceptions in the first yeah, two games. Yeah, but that back up. But they got that Richardson, Richardson kid. Yeah. yeah. He can a do a flat-footed back That's a Cam foot. Newton right there. Yeah. That's a big kid. Yeah, that's a big kid. They're still 16, uh, you know uh, just under 60-point dogs. I'm going to go <laughs> against the grain here. I'm going to take Florida with the 16 points. So you're taking them with the points, not you know, to win. Well, you know, I just look the last two games. Think of the SEC championship last year and the, mm-hmm. I think two years prior when Florida played Alabama, and it was a close game both times. You know, I don't think they can beat them, but I think maybe they'll keep it within two touchdowns. I think. I, I I disagree. Think it's a blowout. I th- I th- I think I I think I think they probably win by like twenty by twenty twenty four or something right there. I think it'll be I, I think it'll be a feat of modern marvel if uh, if Florida gets to twenty one points, mm-hmm. and I think Alabama will, uh, they'll they'll crest forty. Well, right and, and, and I'll tell you this. So here, here's the, here's the thing that I think is going to help them is the fact that you know th- I mean even though they played Mercer. There, there were like you know, I mean, it it, it felt weird, and it, and it gave and it gave saving stuff to yeah. actually build off of. I mean, Mercer did score two touchdowns. Hey, you know that's two more touchdowns than they scored the last two times they played us. <laughs> so you know, but it's but <laughs> there's but, but, a chance. There's a chance. So, but no, but I think I think that um, you know, it, it's given him a um, you know something to kind of build off on and coach and get mad about for the week, uh, and and doing that going into um, you know, I mean, it's just, you're still playing eleven team country, you know. Um, so give them some way to motivate them. And one of the things, like Saban even said last week, is you know they had a bad week of practice. You know, yeah, they're talking about rat poison or something. Uh, yeah, there's that, there is that stuff too. But oh. like, but but still, I mean, you know, he he's he has that week of practice. They have that type of game, and he's using that to build into a big is week. It is, it's in the swamp too, right? Uh, yeah, it's yes, at it Florida. Is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and you know what they say about the swamp? Drain it. Only gators get out of. And, and big elephants. So, so you know, I was asking how long the Shane Beamer uh, honeymoon is going to last. Mm-hmm. It's about another week. About another week. A couple, and then he goes a couple down there. of days. He goes to Georgia. Goes to Athens, South Carolina, at the number two team in the country. By the way, I think this is like the fourth time in the in the modern era uh, the SEC has the number one and number two team uh, in in this the early season or whatever because Alabama won Georgia number two. Uh, Georgia's a 31-point favorite in conference game. That's bad. That's bad, and you know what? I think they cover it. I think if uh, if uh, Daniels is back, they cover. If it's uh, if it's Stetson Bennett, I don't know that they cover. Which he looked good last week, but uh, but I take Georgia. I, I like I like what the dogs have in a one-two punch. And honestly, Kirby Smart. Has scared a, a Saban team as much as anybody, so oh, yeah, you got to give absolutely. him credit. I mean, in that. give him credit for that, you know. And they're they're regular season champs; they just can't win national championships. Anyway, Chris, go ahead. I hate the Bulldogs, but I'll take them in this matchup. Hate them dogs, but uh, what about it, AJ? I, I, I mean, I, th- I I take Georgia with the points. Going with the points. Yep. Uh, the next we one. The points. Here's a good one. Here is a good matchup. Number twenty-two Auburn. Brian Harson's Auburn, Bo Nix, it's Bo time Auburn, and number 10 Penn State. We talked about James Franklin turning it around. I think nothing would turn the, the tide, no pun intended, uh, like Penn State defeating Auburn. Auburn is heading up there. They're going to Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, six-point favorites are the Nittany Lions. Auburn, like I said, maybe the more – I think they're the veteran team, but with a new head coach, new coaching staff – and the upheaval that sometimes that comes with. Well, who's their running back? Tank Bigsby? Is that their running back's name? Who? I think. Auburn. Uh, Hunter. Um, where's Tank Bigsby play? 
Jarquez Hunter's the starter and running back. I've heard the name. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta look it up. But anyway, I I think I think this is a big moment for Penn State, and I I think they get the win. I'm Let's gonna see. go with the Nittany Lions. So we are Penn State. What do you think, Chris? Just say Happy Valley. They're gonna have them uh, white towels. It is waving. a whiteout. Also, it's a whiteout. Cool. It's gonna be an incredible game. Uh, I think the home crowd is gonna help push them over, and it's gonna make it really difficult on uh, Bo Nix and that offense. You know, they run it quick. Slants. I, and I was right. He plays for Auburn. He may not start, but his name's Tank Bigsby. And if your name's Tank, you got to be pretty good at something. And he's like 5'8". But he's Ain't. a tank. <laughs> Ain't got a nice thing to say. It's like so. Ronald, Ronald Jackson, right? You remember <laughs> Ronald Tank Jackson? Uh, Look at it. Like, I will, I will give AJ a lot of credit. His fandom runs deep, and I can appreciate that. Uh, the next one, should we pick Central Michigan at LSU? All righty then, moving on. Um, I'm trying. To, oh, there they are. Um, Texas Rice, should we pick that one? You think the Owls got a chance? Uh, here's a good one. 19th ranked Arizona State at BYU. BYU just accepted an opportunity to be in the Big 12. They will be in a conference next season. Since they're an independent, they can kind of lock in early. Uh, They're going to go in next season. Uh, I'll be honest. I like that fit. I like people being in conferences. Notre Dame. Uh, and, uh, so I, um, I can get with it. Yeah, um, you know, I think, and I think also the the, the uh, Big Twelve extended four teams, didn't they? Mm, yes, Cincinnati's yeah. one of those. Cincinnati's another one of those. Yeah, uh, Houston's one of those. And UCF and UCF, UCF the so. Gus Buzz getting back in the Power Five. I know you like that, don't you, AJ? He's over there like gritting his teeth. Like if you could hear that, it's it's gritting right now. Mm. Um, um, so th- we're picking the Arizona State game, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's what, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I like the fight in Hermans. Let's go ahead and uh, give give Arizona State. You think they're going to play to win the game, yep. Chris? I'm taking BYU. I mean them them boy them Mormon boys got the extra two years. You know they get back into football. They play incredible and they have a great running uh, running game this year. So give me the Cougars. Going with the Cougs. Going with the Cougs. I you know I'm gonna um, I think BYU uh, Ken Niamatololo. Uh, he's their head football that coach. That is an amazing job on that name, by the uh, way. I'm just saying it once, so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> but uh, the next one is uh, let's pick the last game. Uh, Vandy Stanford. I think the the battle of the minds, if you will. I think Vandy doesn't have a chance. Stanford on the road, coming all the way over here. Eleven point favorites. I think uh, that that doesn't hold it. I think Stanford takes care of business. I, I, I think so too. I think I think Stanford. I, I get Stanford giving the points too. I'm gonna take Vandy to lose only by three touchdowns. Okay, so you're. T- <laughs> I'll take Stanford. <laughs> so Stanford's still covering. Stanford's still covering. Anyway, anyway, good stuff, good stuff. But, uh, but guys, let's take our last break of the day, guys. We got 19 minutes. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk Tennessee football. I know it's gonna pain AJ, but I wanna I wanna yeah, make fine. some good sense about what uh, what the Vols really had to to do there, uh, how they're really. And I know this is going to be the most Tennessee thing I say today. How close I feel like we were to being really ready to go, and how uh, another week of practice and another cupcake coming to Knoxville could really, really is what we need. So we're going to talk Tennessee Tech. We're going to talk a little bit about Pittsburgh, and we're going to make sense of what is this third game in the Josh Heupel era. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Grind.
Craving some amazing eats today? Oreo Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke you will find your favorite. Follow Oreo Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at oreocheesewagon.com. Oreo Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. CBD is sold everywhere these days. But only CBD American Shaman guarantees their products. 100% certified organic full spectrum. CBD American Shaman. The most bioavailable CBD with patented nanotechnology. Exclusively at CBD American Shaman with a money-back satisfaction guarantee. Stop by today and try a free sample of the most bioavailable CBD. Guarantee. Only at CBD American Shaman. CBD American Shaman, the most bioavailable, guaranteed. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. I really don't know what just happened, but uh, we're going to fade it out nonetheless. Uh, It's like it went away forever, so we'll just fade this out. But, uh, guys, welcome back. Uh, You're listening to the Tuesday Grind. And, uh, and, And, guys, we talked a lot about high school football, nearly an hour. Talked a lot about college football. And we're going to finish up today's show just really talking about Tennessee football, uh, really what was the pit matchup? What did it did it show us about Tennessee? And then really, what do we hope to see out of this Tennessee Tech game? So the next 14 minutes, that's kind of what it's going to be about that. But uh, but guys, again, Chris Hips to my left, AJ Iruly to my right. Guys, this past weekend, I picked Tennessee on the show, and as the week progressed, you know, different things, you know, between Evans not being available, other injuries that, that were going to continue to creep in. I just felt like we were going to be limited. We were going to need some help to get the win against Pitt. Unfortunately, out of the gate, we were pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump out on Pitt, do some nice things. Um, but between uh, Joe Milton having a having a, a lack of touch and unable to really hit a wide-open receiver uh, and then some miscues in other areas of the game, 
just the the game got away from us. Pitt did what they needed to do. Scored 27 points in the second quarter. I was like, are you kidding me? And and really, the rest of the game, Tennessee matched them point for point, you know. And so I, uh, you know, I hate that we lost the game to Pitt. Johnny Majors classic. I thought it was a great. Jackie Sherrill was the honorary captain for Pitt. Bobby Majors, Johnny's brother, was a, a honorary captain for Tennessee. All these cool things happened, except for Tennessee not winning the football game. But I, you know, I guess silver lining, orange glasses coming out. I thought there was a lot of good to take away from what progressed from week one to week two. Uh, I thought you did a lot of things better in week two. And honestly, uh, Hendon Hooker, second-string quarterback, comes in, does a nice job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Third-string freshman running back has a nice nice outing there. And then some of the receivers and tight ends really help sure up some uh, limitations that occurred during the game. Well, and really the story, the story of this game is the second quarter. You know, you, you give up 27. But, I mean, you know, going from where you were last week to this week, I mean, Tennessee scored every quarter. You know, they put up points. If you told me before the game against Pitt, who, you know, you know is known for their defense, really, um, that uh, uh, you were going to put up 34 points, I would have said, you know, Tennessee's going to win that game. So, um, and, when, and to what you were saying about, you know, you're talking about, you know, second-string quarterback, third-string running backs. I'm not hearing first string in, the, in those uh, in, in, the, in that statement. So you know you you have had to overcome some stuff, you know, to, to even get to where you were at, at, at the end of the game. So I mean, there is a lot of good to build off of this. Um, so I mean, and I think I really think uh, that this week is almost like a get right game where you know you have Tennessee Tech get coming in. You're going to get a chance to get healthy, get those guys some more experience before you start really getting into like SEC play. What well, says you, Chris? You got your Tennessee hat on. I know you got an opinion. <laughs> well, for me, the difference maker for Pitt in that game was Pickett. I mean, Pickett was able to run the ball. He was able to break containment. When he got out of containment, that's when the secondary for for Tennessee gave up a lot of big plays. I think run wise, they did good. They did great at stopping the run. I think uh, the leading back for uh, Pittsburgh only had like forty yards rushing. You know, the defense, in my opinion, did great overall because. They were asked to come out on the field a lot, especially in that second yep. quarter. Well, what I mean, was, them what three was and super outs weird? Them. What was super weird was is the defense was almost feast or famine, or it was feast or famine. If if Pitt didn't score, it was three and out. Yeah, there was no intermediate. There was no got a first down and then sputtered out. It was literally score or three and out, and that's just that's crazy to see that. But I, I think you, you know you look at it, you lose Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. There's a, that's a one wide receiver. Uh, you've already got some other guys dinged up. You know, we haven't seen D Beckwith, which is is kind of is bothering me a little bit. Uh, but but you're you're without Tyon Evans. Jabari Small gets dinged up early in the game. Joe Milton gets dinged up earlier in the game, and and you lose by a touchdown. Yep. I told people this this past week, and I'll continue to preach it. A Pruitt team loses by twenty. I mean, he had he had an epit like he had a an. I don't know. It was like an infinity for like if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose big. big. He had more 26 plus point losses than I think anybody in the history of that time span. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I saw a lot of fight in this team. I saw a lot of you, you know had opportunities. I, I thought the receiving core got behind the defense probably yep. as good as they have. Uh, now, yeah, Hendon Hooker made some decisions late and threw into some coverage. But he he hasn't had those reps to to do what he's what he's been asked to do. Sure. So I think this week, like AJ said, I think it's a good point. This is a get right game. This is a uh, 
play a lot of different people in a lot of different ways uh, to see how they're going to function on game day. Because I, I think ultimately you've, you've practiced a lot now. I really like the way the offense attacked Granite. Milton was off a lot on his throws, and he just doesn't have any touch. Yeah, if he can get the touch part down, he's got the arm strength. I think oh, he sure. he trusts his arm strength more than he does his touch. But in my opinion, they attacked Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, held the line of scrimmage. Pittsburgh was going to dominate the run and try to force the ball out of their hand by passing. And there was there was throws there. There was a lot of throws there that they were probably about what maybe two three feet away. I think the worst one was the one where the guy wide open down the middle of the seam. And he overthrows him by like 10 yards. I mean, he catches that. He's walking to the end zone. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, I don't know if it's because of the injuries to uh, to Hyatt and some of his main receivers. I think who was the first? Uh, Tillman. Was Tillman, the first game. yeah. So, you know, he's maybe not got that rep. So, where, how fast is uh, receivers going to be on this router? And, you know, they're young. And I, I think and there's some young. emotion there. Yep. I think yeah. he's probably nailing those in, in practice. I really do. And, and it's just a matter of when the adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. He's just such a big kid, and he's and he's just he's just putting the, the juice behind it. And and I don't know I don't know how you, but what I liked about Coach uh, Coach Heupel is uh you know and this is this is so simple, but yet I like it because a lot of coaches want to say, you know, we're just going to review the film and blah 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 blah. And he said that he used the we're going to watch the film and and make some adjustments. But what I liked was. Is that, and I think this is perspective given the fact that he's only been on campus like I think eight months now. I think we're in month eight. Is that performance defined that day? This is the in the infancy of his program. You turn the corner, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say Josh Hopple's the next Nick Saban, but Nick Saban didn't let that Louisiana Monroe game define him. Nope. You know what I'm saying? He didn't let some of those first-year losses. I think he lost six games yep. the first year. Like 500 the first year. And, and so the the so. thing is, is is you're not going to just say – you're not going to take a, a three and – you know, a two-and-eight a two and eight or three-and-seven football team uh, last year and all of a sudden just turn, the, turn it around. Yeah. So there's going to be some growing pains. There's guys being asked to do different things. The offense, let's just say it. It's fast. Yeah. I mean, they're snapping the ball less than, you know, about seven seconds of play. So you're not only being able being asked to, to be fast, but you gotta think fast, make decisions fast. And and there is a level of adrenaline that comes with that. So sure. I think we'll see how this, this week plays out. I hope some guys are healthy. Uh that uh Byron Young's gonna be available this yeah. week, edge rusher, so I hope he gets in the backfield, gets some uh gets his feet uh and under him. And then uh, at uh, some rate, I hope you see all. If Joe Milton's banged up, I don't think he should play. I think he should just live to live to fight another week. Absolutely Let Harrison agree. Bailey, Hendon Hooker just battle it out for who's the true backup. Get rid of that or word. One's a two, one's a three. And I, I, in my opinion, I think Hooker um, made the case that he deserves a chance. To, you know, at least show what he's got. Maybe in the Florida game. You know, I don't know if they're gonna how bad Milton is banged up, but. You know, Hooker came in there with a lot of poise. He took a lot of uh, early hits when he first got in there, and he stood in the pocket and made some big throws. He did, like you said, force a couple, especially that interception. I think when they were trying to – was about two minutes left and they were trying to go down the field to tie the game. Mm -hmm. I will say that. He that, stared a receiver down. That was the worst yeah. thing he could have done. Yeah. And he had a guy wide open in the flat. But that's something, like we said, you look at the film on the following Monday, you'll see, oh, I should have checked it down. I mean, it's easier to, for us to see it from on TV – from the upper angle to the camera yeah. sure. than it is when you got about six seconds and like three 
like four, you know, 250 pound guys chasing after you. And, mm-hmm. and I, like I, I will continue to say, and I always say, I'm a fan. I'm a Tennessee fan. And this show is built around being a fan and talking from a fan's perspective. But, uh, I guess I, I can handle this type of uh, loss a little bit better than a, you were dominated physically, you were out-coached in a lot of ways. I, I just didn't feel like we were out-coached in this game. I, now, granted, defensively, yeah. do I think we, we should have done some things to get more pressure on Pickett and, and force his running hand, get him to throw across his body, get him mm-hmm. to make some decisions? Maybe. Second quarter's really all that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But – what I'm saying is we weren't outmatched physically. I don't think we were really, uh, uh, you know, I don't think we were outcoached per se. Uh, I think their coaching staff was more versed in their personnel. Mm-hmm. But I can handle that kind of a defeat worse than I, or better than I can. Uh, you know, we we made dumb decisions and we lost a football game. Well, and, then, you know, I mean, you know, one thing you can take away from this too is, like, you know, the team didn't quit on this, you know. And the thing is, you know, I mean, you know, you have your backup quarterback come in. He's, I mean, he's 15 for 21 for 188 and two touchdowns. He did have one pick. But, you know, a lot of those interceptions, though, you know, they kind of happen in the game. You're pressing a little bit anyway, you know. And so I think, I think uh, you know, you know, the more the more they're, they're kind of exposed to these situations, you know, the, the, the better, they'll handle it better. Uh, and like you said, they're going to go back and look at the film, and they're going to learn. I think you're exactly right. So this weekend we talked about it. Tennessee Tech coming to town. This is going to be a tune-up game. It's actually going to be my son Neyland's, and I said that right, Neyland. Mm-hmm. It's going to be his first actual football game at Tennessee. Oh, he's too cool. A, he's a, he he loves it because we walk up and his name's on the stadium. That's, That's pretty right. cool. <laughs> and uh, and he Just uh, for him. look at the, the ended after you. Yeah, and he's going to be uh, like I said. We've went to orange and white games. Yeah. We went to open practices. This is going to be his first opportunity to see him break the tee, mm-hmm. uh, run through the tee. I'm hoping the the uh, the connection's made. Uh, but uh, we're excited. That's going to be too uh, cool. I'm excited about what the team could look like. I think, again, we've we've progressed. Uh, just the, the opponent got too big week number two, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think in week three, I'm hoping for a big offensive output. I'm hoping that they keep the Tennessee Tech under 10. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a huge blowout. I think I think Tennessee tries to score in the 40s or the 50s, tries to hold them under 10. What do you guys say? Oh, I I agree with you, and and, and really, you know, I know, I know you say like, you know he said about like you know the, the opponent being just a little bit too big in the second second uh, game of the year. I tell you what, I actually kind of like it there because it's a good measuring stick of where you are and what you need to improve in. Because once you get into that SEC play, yeah, you know, it could be like South Carolina. Cupcake, cupcake, Georgia. Exactly. This at least allows you to let you tune up to that a little bit, uh, and allows allows the team to see some of that speed of a little bit bigger of team before you start getting into the big dogs in the SEC. Well, for me, it's going to be. Uh, I think if I saw the weather correctly, there's a good chance of rain at yeah. game time, which you know will make a passing game a little bit hard. But I'd like to see the 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 younger running backs getting their opportunities. You know, hopefully Small's okay. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Evans will be all right. But, you know, just get some of them younger backs in there. Get them some uh, work in because, you know, coming up, you got SEC play starting off and always seems like we get down to the third, uh, fourth running back half the time in the last couple of years. I, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I, 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 think, I, I think there's opportunity to do a lot of different things. I'm not opposed to, uh, to rolling Hendon Hooker out there every now and again in the slot, letting him throw the football. 
if if if, oh, that's cool. that's if Joe Milton's not going to hit a, a wide open receiver, just yeah. uh, just have him decoy, mm-hmm. and it'll be like who's going to throw it, who's going to throw it. But uh, you know, I think what did you guys give a score prediction? What, what do you think? I, I said in the forties or fifties and and held them to ten. What do you think? Where you go, AJ? Well, so I, I was I was thinking maybe like a like a forty seven to a, to maybe like a, like a thirteen. I'm gonna go forty two seven. Forty-two to seven. So you think they they get in the end zone? Yeah, I think they're going to get in the end zone. Uh, I think they're going to have a couple extra plays we haven't got to see yet. Like I said, I'm still looking for the opportunity having Hook, uh, Hooker, and Milton out there at the same time for one of them trick plays we've been hearing about. I think okay. it could be electric. To well, say the and, least. and and I, and I think I think uh, get in the end zone just because you know you're going to start playing some players too, especially when you get up like that. You know, so you might have some third, fourth string guys that might be in at some point trying to get them a few reps. And so you might give him a touchdown there. I don't know. I'm. I think. Uh, I think you look at that defense. The the week one holding them out of the end zone. I, I held my hat on that week one. I said no touchdowns. And uh, I think they're they're big on that. Mm-hmm. They like pitching shutouts. So sure. we'll see if uh, if that shows out in week number three. But Tennessee Tech comes to Knoxville. We're gonna hope not for rain. I don't know that Neyland's first game uh, needs to be a, a swimming venture, yeah. but. Uh, it is a bowl, and we'll uh, we'll make the best of it. But you know what? Weirder things have happened, and funner times have been had in the rain. But you know what? If you're listening, I appreciate it. If you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, thank you. If you don't, you should. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care. Be safe. And yes, grind on. <laughs>